I am your host, Bob Buell. Now, this is normally an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people, interesting questions, and I think today is no different, even though it is very different. So let me explain. There's a wonderful podcast that I listen to called Draft Punks, hosted by three gentlemen, Brian, Rob, and Travis. And every week they pick a topic and then fantasy football style draft a team of five based off that topic. And it could be anything from birds to sandwich ingredients to Marvel movies to Disney rides. It's kind of across the board. It's a wonderful show, Draft Punks, if you want to look it up. It's really, really good. Uh, Link is in the description if you want to check it out. Um, But they were kind enough to have me in on as a guest. And the topic for that week was, in fact, based purely around me being there. And they were drafting the 99 questions. They were picking five questions each from the list that they thought would elicit the best responses. And the three of them plus me answered all of those questions. Uh, So it's not only an interview with those three, but you're also getting my answers to a lot of these questions, which doesn't always come up on the show. Uh, Also, you get a lot of behind the scenes type information. I talk about why a lot of these questions were worded a specific way, some rough draft for questions that didn't quite make the show. There's a lot of really cool information here. And honestly, I love how it turned out enough that I wanted to make it a main feed episode here. Um, Also to note, Rob, a a wonderful uh, host of Draft Punks, was feeling under the weather. He's okay now. But he wasn't able to make the recording, so we actually had to do a crossover with another podcast, a third podcast, the Ask a Logsmith podcast, uh, and its host, Ryan, who is uh, another wonderful guy with a wonderful podcast, Ask a Logsmith. Uh, you should check that out, and Draft Punks. But in the end, it was Ryan and Brian and Travis and myself running through each drafting five questions, all of us answering it, and just having a really, really fun time. Uh, So today's episode is structured a little different. You're going to hear some voices you might not recognize, but don't you worry. It is top quality. It gets the Bob Buell stamp of approval. And uh, truly, I really hope everyone has a fun time. We good? Table is set. Everyone's ready? Then away we go. Hello, oh, and, welcome and welcome to all to you oddly travel- numbered interview wait. show. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Bob. Bob, we talked about this, right? Right. Just, just so you know, I mean, this is this is my show. Still, I'm in charge. Yeah, I know, I know. Of course, of course, you are. Of course. See, so you say, of course, but then you do the introduction, which 
which makes me think that you think you're in charge. Listen, Ben, that's your own. Wait, your Ben, own, are you? Hmm? I'm merely trying to be of service. I'm assisting. It's, my name is Brian. It's Brian. That's what I said. You should no. fight one another for the honor of hosting. With knives. <laughs> uh, That's not necessary. There <laughs> shall be no knifing one another. Everyone knows who's in charge. It's it's me, right? I I'm in charge. Of course. What about baseball bats? <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. My name is Brian Keese. Welcome to Draft Punks, a podcast where we pick a new topic each week and then invite a special guest on to discuss, debate, and draft. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we are excited to have you here. With me is Travis McGahee. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> very, very excited to be here, clearly. Hey, 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 hey. I am very excited to be here. <laughs> I said hey uh, four times. There we go. Extra special guest Ryan Stabell. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and some other podcast host named Bob Buell. Hmm? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, so Ryan is back to join us this week. You might remember him from our Gen 2 Pokemon episode. And as the host of the wonderful Ask a Locksmith pod, he's here tonight for Rob, who's feeling a bit under the weather this week. Uh, He's all good. His test came back negative. So uh, we just wish him a speedy recovery, and we're excited to have him back back next week. Uh, Bob, it's his first time with us, and he's kind of the OG of of podcasts coming out of the MinMax Community Network and a voice that we knew we wanted to get on the show as soon as we could. So... Bob, I think maybe if you could tell us a bit about your show, it'll kind of help us explain what we're doing here tonight. Well, uh, first off, thank you for having me on. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've listened to all the episodes. Oh, uh, thank you. All the ones with topic include topic here. This is where we edit in to make it sound like I listened to all the episodes. Uh, but no, wow. no, <laughs> no, no, it's a joke. It's a joke. I love the show. I love the show. Uh, What's your favorite? I for for the sake of pure comedy. First it's bird, question: It's the bird draft. <laughs> it's clearly the bird yeah, draft. The bird draft is <laughs> yeah, that's the most common that we hear. Absolutely, uh, I appreciate that you that you're a listener. So so tell us about your show though, so we can praise that one. Uh, well, that's very sweet of you. Uh, I have a, a show called Ninety Nine Questions. Uh, basically, it's me interviewing people. Uh, interesting folks that I uh, either am a fan of, or listen to their work, or you know whatever, whoever agrees to or be on, basically. Get. Yeah, <laughs> more more or less. <laughs> and um, I ask them the same set of curated questions every week to different people to see how their answers range wildly from one person to another. And uh, I, I very much enjoy my time on it, and it seems like uh, I've gotten some good feedback on it. People are really enjoying themselves and uh, and let me just explain the the difference in prestige levels between our shows here folks <laughs> we've been we've been dying to have bob on our show but when bob's guest canceled a couple weeks ago did he ask any of the members of the draft punks to be his special guest no no he went on chat roulette and risked right. that cesspool for for two and a half hours <laughs> yeah you know what i i uh 
that's that's definitely my most intriguing episode it's it's uh, fantastic no honestly it's it's i i tweeted out about it when you released it and i actually compared it to our bird draft i was like if you just <laughs> want to sit and have a great laugh for a couple hours it's it's fantastic it's always funny when i when i get like guests that i consider to be like pretty pretty big in the world of like I don't know, internet video game circles. Like I'll get a Dan Reichert or a Mary mm-hmm. Kish or like these people who I feel like are, are pretty big names. And then I don't really hear a whole lot of feedback. But then the one time I go off script and I do the chat roulette <laughs> one, I got like six times the amount of feedback I've ever gotten. And everyone <laughs> is like talking. And, and, and I think like not to toot my own horn, but I really do think that episode is something special. So it's, it's a yeah. good in if, if people haven't heard any of mine i think it's a very weird one but it's a good in <laughs> absolutely absolutely well um, i mean your question your questions are interesting so like who doesn't want to answer like questions that make somebody like kind of think about themselves like yeah that so, well thank you for saying that but yeah i think at the end of the day like you know there's an innate human sense of people want to kind of talk about themselves like at the end of the day so to give them a forum to do so um it, it it works it brings it brings uh good sides out of people i think yeah most right ryan and i were talking before the show actually about how some of the questions we've picked out for tonight's episode uh are ones that we definitely just wanted to answer ourselves <laughs> as well. so, so that's absolutely true about people wanting to talk about themselves uh we are we're in the podcasting business. There's a little bit of vanity that comes with that for sure. So, well, my sister um, started listening to the show uh, 99 questions recently. Um, and she said, I want to do 99 questions. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> I think everybody who listens probably is thinking of their answers, you know, like every week I, I spend more time mulling over a different question, you know? So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, within the first week of me becoming active on MinMax, I reached out to Bob like, hey, uh, love to be on if you ever need a guest, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fantastic show. And so since uh, we couldn't all get on to 99 questions, we decided we were going to bring the 99 questions <laughs> to us. So uh, we're calling this episode because we do, you know, four hosts, five picks each. Uh, we'll be doing 20 questions, but all of the questions are going to be Uh, curated from Bob's wonderful list, because that's another aspect of the show is that you always ask the exact same with very few uh, variations, the same 99 questions of your guests. Correct. Yeah, there's been a couple changes over the episode, a couple that just have not been deemed good enough or just oddly placed in the list, like doesn't feel like a natural progression. So I've I've Oof, removed... yeah that that one about Harvey Weinstein was really <laughs> aged poorly yeah <laughs> it was at the time it was early 2020 not mid 2020 it was a whole new world back then uh... <laughs> yeah you know there there are a couple changes but otherwise and of, of course there's the uh, listener question of the week right at the end. Uh, which replaces a real stinker of mine that I came up with. Uh, <laughs> but other than those, yeah, it's it's consistently the same questions, which uh, which makes it always fun to hear the, the the wildly different answers that I get or common threads, which are always so fun. Um, yeah. Like I, I had two guests in a row. I think it was Alver Fi from uh, uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle, a comedian, podcaster, and uh, Mary Kish from 
GameSpot and Twitch, and they both had the same pick for what's a song. Well, I don't want to spoil, but what's the song that brings the most emotion out of you? And they both had the exact same answer, and, and I recorded them like two days apart from each other. And I was hmm. like, "You will not believe, but you both have the exact same pick." It was a um, <laughs> Jeff Buckley song. I, 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 yeah, I'm sorry, I don't remember oh. the name of it offhand, but it was like a, a really romantic slash tragic song, and it's like so funny that it hit these two people from two completely different parts of the country doing completely different jobs in the same way like that's, that, that's the kind of correlations that i love i absolutely yeah. love by doing the show yeah and it's yeah because you'd think with jeff buckley too that it would be hallelujah but i think it, it was it was not that correct no i i again i'm, I'm not too familiar yeah. with his his catalog sadly <laughs> but uh it's it's another something lover lay me down or something i'm, I'm butchering it i'm sure but you it, were it's, supposed it's to come with answers bob <laughs> Wait, this is, how, this, more is, questions. this is how I'll fix it. I'll go, people have to listen to those episodes to find ah, out. That's, man, this that's... man is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have determined the draft order from last week's Hades episode. Have you partaken in Hades at all yet, Bob? I have. I'm man. enjoying my time with it uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. I, I, I very much like the episode with Dory. Uh, I think... Uh, yeah, Dusa should have been a, a higher number one draft pick, if you ask me. But wow. uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very much enjoying my time. Well, uh, she would have quit the episode if anybody picked her. <laughs> she she did threaten her, multiple so, uh, times to quit if anyone took Dusa from her. So fair, uh, fair, fair game. Fair yes. Game. <laughs> uh, luckily, we've had no such threats for this episode just yet. Um but Rob's team, which was led by Cerberus, pulled out a last-minute vote about 20 minutes ago uh, to take the win. And Rob is just, he's crushing it right now. I think he's won almost half of the episodes that we've done so far. Uh, so I'm glad that he is not vote here the, tonight. Do you want go me ahead, to tell Travis. you how that tie-breaking vote went down? I know, but you can go ahead and explain to the, <laughs> to the listening audience at home how oh, you boy. shammed the vote. <laughs> I didn't sham the vote. Do you think I wanted? I voted not for Rob because I didn't want Rob to win again. Um, no, I turned to Allie and said, hey, uh, there's a tie. Uh, Allie is my wife, my lovely wife. Uh, there's a tie. Would you be able to break it? And she said, well, I didn't listen to the episode. I said, yeah, but you've seen me play a lot of Hades. <laughs> and then I said the fateful words, Rob has Cerberus on his team. Ah. And she and she mm-hmm. bounced up and was like, "What?" And Cerberus is really voted, he's like so. he's the LeBron James of Hades. He just makes any team he's on is instantly like a finals <laughs> contender cuz cuz I got to be honest, like the rest the rest of Rob's team, it's fine. It's fine, but it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be my choice. That's all that's, I'll say. I mean, that's what I said to Jay earlier. I said Rob's team yeah. is Cerberus. Like Yeah. 100% agree. Rob, we love you. Get well soon. (laughs) Zag is a great is a great pick, too. Yeah. Uh, All right. So because Ryan is filling in for Rob, I have gone ahead and given him the honor of first pick as if he had won. Uh, And then I drew second straw. Bob will be going third. And Travis uh, is in his coveted fourth spot, although I don't know how much it matters. Yeah. For this particular draft on this one. Um. But we're going to treat this, you know, kind of just like a roundtable discussion. Uh, someone will ask a question and we'll we'll try to take turns uh, 
not talking over each other too much to to give our own personal answers. So consider this a you know we're tw- we're twelve weeks in here. Consider this a chance to get to know your hosts a little bit better. Um, so with that being said, uh, well actually before we get started, Bob, do you want to lay down any any ground rules about your questioning methods here, your methodology? Oh well, I mean we have the ground rules for the show itself that I always give to the guests. Is mm-hmm. is that where you're, that's, you're barking that's what up? I, that's or? what I was thinking, yeah. That's, okay. the, that's the tree I was beginning to climb. <laughs> uh, well, I believe... I, do, I don't have a paper in front of me. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, so I should have asked you about this. No, no, uh. no, uh, well, it is a uh, ground rule... I, I still always think I should come up with a better name for it. I mention it, I think, every episode. I go, Ground Rule doesn't feel like the right thing to say for these, but I guess that's <laughs> what they are. Um, but yeah, Ground Rule number one for any of these is to take as long or as short as you need to answer them. I think the questions that we've, uh, you know, we will be drafting here will probably be ones with with slightly lengthier answers, but who knows? But I always say if if it takes a short story to get a good answer out, I want to hear that story. If it's a yes or a no, uh, just give it a yes or a no. There's no no fault in it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this will, uh, you know, come up today, but I suppose it's good to have that on the table. Uh, ground rule number two is that you could pass. There's no... This is this well, at least my show. I'm not going to speak for your show, but my show isn't one to, you know, shine a, a an investigator's light into someone's eyes and say, "What's your favorite color?" Like, <laughs> all right, Ryan, you're allowed to pass. Travis, you are not. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, that's kind of all right. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm an open book, so I'm teasing. All right, I don't. I do not plan on passing anything. Good. I good. I don't believe I will be either. But you know. It's on the table if you need to. Uh, and and three, I always put in there, despite the name of this episode being 20 questions, mm. uh, there, there might be a follow-up. There might be a, hey, why is that from another one of the punks here? Uh, so uh, don't take it too literally. Uh, some of some of my questions may just be sentences that I decided to end with a question mark. And the syntax <laughs> of it makes no logical sense whatsoever. Uh, but... Uh, Hey, let's let's just roll with it, you know. Absolutely, sounds great. Uh, so, other Bob, I mean Ryan, uh, <laughs> what is the first question you'd like to ask us? You know, I wasn't expecting to go first. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they all say. And I've had a, a few questions in mind over what I want to pick, and I think my first question is going to be number fifty: the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose? I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead first as the controversial opinion, I, I know, and uh, say bat. I'm a See, bat person. You, I, say, I you think... say controversial, but I'm going to agree with you. But go ahead. Why, okay, why are so you picking bat? I believe we're split. Uh, my thought has always been, it w- I feel like it wouldn't be that tough to knock the knife out of the hand with a good strike from the bat. Uh, like that's what that's what you go for is is for the disarm. Yeah, uh, before ass- they can get in range. Assuming our our opponent is of equal size and stature, correct? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I feel like that reach advantage 
uh, between the bat and the knife is just like, I'm not going to walk up to this guy and start, you know, trying to take David Ortiz big poppy swings with the bat. Like I'm going to be a little more measured and, and let him make the first move before I, I take a swing at him. <laughs> you tap the ground twice with the bat, you point at, <laughs> you point up at the lights. You, you do you the, uh, the inglorious bastard. You go Teddy ball game. <laughs> uh, well, so, so Travis is assuming Ryan and Bob that you're both on team knife here. I, I go ahead, Bob. I, I am firmly on team knife. Yes. Explain uh, yourself, sir. Explain <laughs> yourself. Uh, well, this is, this is a question just to give it a little bit of backstory. Why it's called the Ryan Davis. I don't know how many people actually know. Uh, but Ryan Davis was uh, an editor and a founding member of the website Giant Bomb, who uh, sadly passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but one of the more famous, I don't want to call it a bit exactly that he had, but like during a mailbag segment from Giant Bomb, uh, they, this question came up, this exact question worded this exact way. And it led to like a years long debate between different members of the staff taking different sides of whether they were team knife or team bat. um so i i wanted to include it on here because it is such a great like such a dark icebreaker question that i've even used in like real life or like at a bar somewhere like this is a question that will always spur some sort of strong opinions on either side um right right. and i've always found myself on the side of of team knife i think people are underestimating how much it would suck to be stabbed (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah, I think if I kind of like, if I just boxed my whole body up, put my shoulders up like it was raining and, and rushed you, I could probably get about three stabs in before anything else happened. <laughs> and, uh, you know, team knife remains, remains on top, but that's, it's, that's just me. I feel like it's going to be pretty easy to deal a glancing blow with a non serrated. Like I'm, I'm picturing a kitchen knife, I guess in my head is the problem. Maybe I need to be picturing a more brutal knife. Picture a Bowie knife. Yeah, okay. six like inch a marine cable. Yeah, okay, that's a more yeah, but that's a, that's a more intriguing knife, option, I suppose. Somewhere in that category, you know. Yeah, uh, and Ryan, you, I assume you're you're going to agree with Bob here. Yeah, I'm also Team Knife. Let me ask you a quick follow up question here. Have any of you been in a fight? Oh, yeah. I have done my best to avoid them for <laughs> the last couple of decades. I'm a, I'm a true coward of a man, so yeah. no. <laughs> Probably like middle school. I got into a scuffle with a, a bully, but like I can't think of anything past that. Yeah. What about you, I Ryan? Have, I have had fights come to me for the mere fact that I am the tallest guy in the bar and some drunk mm. wants to prove his worth. Mm. Reach yeah. is overrated. I I have a lot of reach. All right. I, I am six foot four. All of my friends are most of my friends are six foot or taller. I have the longest arms of anybody I know by at least a fist. Um, I measured today open hand from my shoulder was 32 inches. Um, so so quite the reach. And I've been in a lot of fights. Well, maybe not a lot of fights. I've been in a few fights. <laughs> and if I can get close, which I can take one hit from a bat, I've taken a hit from a bat. And get close, all of a sudden your reach advantage is out the window, and I can stab you pretty easily. All hold I need on, to get. Hold on, hold on. Where did you get hit with this bat? I've been hit in the bat with a bat in arm, back, and hand. Yeah. 
See, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you need to take a shot to the head and see how we feel about taking Not going to happen because I'm blocking my head. There's, in what universe am I not guarding my head? Yeah. If, I'm, if, if I'm intentionally going into a fight, I am blocking my head with my forearms either side. Yeah. Bob, how are you holding that you, knife, by the way? You, you block your head and I'll pool cue you in the stomach with my aluminum bat. <laughs> you won't. I like using pool cue as a verb, by the way. I hope that catches on. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Bruises uh, do not hurt as bad as cuts, stabs, and potential flaps of skin hanging off and draining blood. I guess that's yeah. another question here because you and I'm sorry, I know I'm getting too in the weeds with this probably, but like this is a fair fight, I assume. Like you're seeing the guy coming with the knife and with the bat, right? It's not like this guy is sneaking up on you and can just get in a free stab. No, you have like stubs at the bar. <laughs> yeah, some, someone is saying round one fight <laughs> like as you both grab your weapons uh I, I you know neither one of you is surprised by this okay yeah i'm i'm team bat i gotta stick with it thank you thank you travis for making the correct call on this <laughs> thank you ryan for making the correct yeah. call. <laughs> we know we know the real answer here yeah, yeah. all right uh well i will go next and it's funny it's a great choice of question by the way it I was a fantastic so choice much. of question and and my I don't want people to think that all of Bob's questions are about violence, <laughs> but my top oh two my were, God. Both, were both this is fight coming questions. Out already, huh? <laughs> I, have a, I have an inkling of where this could be going, but yep, no, ready. I think, I think it's, I think you guys are thinking of one of the two, but I'm going to go with the other one. Um, and this is a question that I've always had a bone to pick with uh, whenever it's answered on the show, which is, What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? Strong, <laughs> strong. Yeah, uh, and I and I I picked this question because I feel like your guests are way underestimating their ability to beat up a large yeah, plant eater. No, <laughs> uh, so here's my question: uh, If I find a whale on the beach and I punch it, did I? Uh, did I, win this fight? it it's been brought up with it. <laughs> it's it's been brought up. Uh, some someone's answer was a whale with the asterisk being they have to be beached first. <laughs> there you go. Um, All right. There you go. And I believe that I, sounds like a very smart was, guess. Uh, I believe my response was something akin to like it would be like that Street Fighter two mini game where you just have to punch the car a bunch until it falls apart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just be you. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but wailing so, on a whale. Oh my god! Oh boy! Yeah. Oh, I See, would I... need to like rip strips of blubber off of it. Oh, and make a fire to oh, no. to be considered the winner. You gotta do what you gotta uh, do. I don't like this question anymore. I was <laughs> I was considering uh, putting myself in the water, and I think I could beat up you know like a manatee or something. Because what is what's mm. a manatee gonna do? It's just gonna float around. I could punch it in the face a few times and. I think I'd be I think I'd win that fight by decision, by unanimous decision, Bob. So I, I, I believe it. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're tanks for sure. Like you would you would have to do some pummeling, but you could get there. Yeah. Those manatees have big HP bars, but you got there. Right. It's like um, fighting one of the, the round bodies in uh, Kingdom Hearts. You know, you just got to get behind have... it and just whack it in the back of the head a whole bunch. And <laughs> Ryan, don't knows manatees what I'm have yeah. super <laughs> thick skulls? I feel What's like that, manatees Travis? have. I feel like manatees have super thick skulls. 
probably. I don't know. I I just assume they're basically made of gelatin, so I don't. <laughs> wow. Um, but I've heard uh, guest after guest come on Bob's show and say like I don't know like a like a badger or like a like a, a weasel like a weasel yeah and it's just like what are you you're selling yourself short people like go after a giraffe what's it it's not gonna be able to kick you just running back around to the front of it I mean I wouldn't want to go after giraffe have you seen how giraffes fight other giraffes I yeah it's not they use their necks cool. like giant bone whips I just oh, wow. I just punch it in the heart okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kali mawing a giraffe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a reference you only have gotten for about two weeks Ryan okay since the first hey, hey, I've seen Jones that movie, movie. <laughs> that is the one Indiana Jones I've seen before movie nights <laughs> oh goodness all right so largest largest animal so mine mine I already said would be the manatee uh Ryan what would be the largest animal you think you could beat up this might sound ridiculous, but I'm going to say elephant. Wow. Yeah. Um, elephants <laughs> actually have very hollow bones because they're so large. In order to save weight in their skeletal system, there's a lot of hollowness to their skull. So as long as I could befriend an elephant first, climb on its back, and then start beating it in the head from the safety of its back, I could totally, yeah. totally yeah. beat up oh an elephant. Oh my gosh, yeah. Ryan just lost every vote. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we're not yeah, voting my, this it's week. It's true. It's true. Uh, my sister will now be joining you uh, with, or will be joining Allie as somebody who votes for you. Look, in every round I love round. elephants. I would never actually hurt an elephant, but we're thinking about this in a logical, scientific manner. Sure. If I'm being honest, I could totally befriend an elephant. They're very used to being friends with humans, climb on its back, and then take advantage of its hollow skeletal system. And then that elephant will never befriend another human again. And it'll be very sad. <laughs> uh, Travis, how about you? What's the biggest animal you think you could beat up? I already said, I'm, I, I ha just to be clear, oh, the, I have not heard the episode. The beached whale. That, <laughs> yes, I have not heard the episode that, uh, that Bob was speaking Bob, of. I know you're uh, not going to cop uh, out on something like a beached whale. What's your largest animal that you think you could beat up? See, I've, I've thought about this, and I think it's it's close. This is like a 51-49 type scenario. <laughs> but like a mid-sized wolf? Why I are you think? picking such a violent animal? Yeah, <laughs> pick a yeah, sloth. Like, pick a giant sloth. Yeah. <laughs> sloths, sloths are apparently, uh, like, can f you up yeah like yeah. their their toes are more like talons they're very sharp long yeah see they sucker you in with their with their personality and then they strike but they're <laughs> still slow it's not going to jump around you like a wolf <laughs> yeah i i don't know bob that's uh a mid-sized wolf that's a big ask i think <laughs> well explain explain how the fight goes bob yeah well there i am <laughs> in the in the grandeur of it all um I, I i'm i'm picturing like a rambo-esque scenario like i'm i'm walking through the jungle knife and teeth uh and a, and a wolf you know side eyes me uh, hold on way. head headband you left out that oh, part oh yeah uh yeah there's a headband there might be two just to be safe <laughs> in case the wolf tears the first one off yes <laughs> with three <laughs> inches of your down. scalp <laughs> uh. and then and then it's coming for my arm 
I make a quick juke off to the side and I grab it by the jaw and suplex it down to the ground. And then just an all out battle ensues. Uh, I'm I'm picturing some Harry Gregson Williams score over top of it. Uh, Something real dramatic. Uh, What was the phrase that... What was the phrase that was used during the script reading? Uh, you're going to give the wolf the old okie doke. Yes, I'm going to give him the okie doke. I couldn't like it sounded like no one had ever heard that term before. That's a that's a pretty common uh, like football vernacular. Like uh, when you juke someone or deke someone out, you give them the okie doke. No, I think I had heard it before, <laughs> but it was just a it was a strange scenario. Yeah. in in the point of the yeah. script to use it in. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that that's always been my go-to. But yeah, like if I if I broke it down, I could probably like I think I could trip a giraffe. Like if I caught it with a hard enough clothesline, you know what I mean? Like I, I could probably go bigger. But I think the battle with the wolf would be kind of spectacular enough <laughs> that that that's always been my my mental choice there. Fair enough. Uh, I love that that we are getting uh, some of the answers out of Bob of all these questions that he's been asking on this show for months. It's, it's nice to hear it turned around on, on you a little bit, Bob, and have you answer these questions as well. So, um, but with that being said, it's your turn to ask a question. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is the closest I'll ever get to being on 99 questions. I'm very excited. The pressure of it all. <laughs> um, oh man, I've got at least three of these that are, are strong top pick contenders. Um, but I'm going to go with this one because I think these might be. If any of your questions involve Raptors, you might want to take it now because I don't think they're coming back to you. (laughs) Hey, Uh, (laughs) 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 all right, I'm going with this one because I I, I always this this was actually um, uh, like a kind of one of those icebreaker ecology like meet someone at a bar this is what you ask them t- kind of question so uh, i added it to the list here but it always gets a pretty good response i hope this this could go either way uh this is 42 who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person mm. uh, um, the, the answer could be like no one which is <laughs> which could be worrisome, but I, I this usually gets a pretty pretty solid answer. So uh, I used to go to a lot of shows in Seattle, um, and port I saw Portugal the Man uh, before their second album came out. And my mind you feel it still is off like their like eighth eighth or ninth album. So um, and. I they said they were going to be uh, touring around, and if anybody wanted to come listen to their new album before it came out, to just message them. Uh, and so I did, and I got to go to the studio they recorded at uh, and hang out with the the lead singer. And you actually went to the studio. Player. Yeah, because uh, they so were reco- cool. they're from they're from Oregon, but they recorded it in Seattle. Uh, wow. And yeah, me and a couple of my friends uh, went up there, and yeah, with the the bass player and the guitar player singer, uh, listened through the whole album with them, <clears throat> and it's it was uh, it was uh, it was really super cool. Uh, they're they were really great guys. I was expecting that to go like, oh yeah, and then they gave us four free tickets, 
but you were like, no, they invited us to Abbey Road. Like we just walked <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, mine's not nearly uh, that exciting and mine's more of a local uh, celebrity. So I'm not sure uh, if you folks will know it, but I grew up in the Boston area uh, and I was going to college there. And near our campus, there was this uh, one of those fancy bowling alleys called Lucky Strike where, you know, you could sit down and have like a nice big meal and drinks and everything while you're bowling is multiple multiple floors. And a friend of mine had just gotten a job there. And so uh, it was one of her first shifts. And uh, me and some other friends went over to go visit and go bowling. And there was a sign when we got there that said the third floor uh, was closed for uh, Teddy's party. And we're like, oh, wow, someone like rented out a whole floor of this bowling alley. That's crazy. And I went up and uh, met with my my friend who was working at the time on the second floor. And she was actually working the party upstairs and informed me that it was actually Teddy Bruski, who, besides having one of the great last names of all time in Bruski, really <laughs> was uh, like a star linebacker for the New England Patriots, uh, future Hall of Famer as well, won a bunch of Super Bowls. Uh, in that early run uh, when Tom Brady won the first three with the Patriots. And uh, he was up there bowling with his family. And I like freaked out. I was like, you've got to like get me up there to to meet him. And so uh, he was very sweet guy. She got me up there and I had to get like a, a blank piece of receipt paper from one of the cash registers so I could get his <laughs> autograph. But uh, he was, yeah, very gracious with his time and, you know, talked to me about football for a few minutes, gave me the autograph. And, and then I immediately ran out of there before I got thrown out. <laughs> so um, that's, that's probably mine though. Um, yeah. What about you, Ryan? Uh, another local celebrity, but even smaller than that. Uh, it was a lawyer. One of the lawyer, like, has commercials everywhere in the Connecticut area. Um, Better call Saul. No. <laughs> <laughs> there I was selling meth. And all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, I think it's Kevin McGinty. We've got a bunch of lawyers that do those commercials, but someone from the Connecticut, like if you lived in Connecticut, you'd, you'd know the lawyer. Uh, I did lock work on his house and I got to meet him. Nice. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, Bob, what about you? What's your answer for this one? Uh, well, in person, uh, I, I, I've said the answer, my, my proper answer to this on the show a couple of times, but I'll give you a little a secondary one. It doesn't count because it wasn't in person, but I did talk to Bon Jovi for a little bit because <laughs> um, I, 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 I can't re- reveal too much about it, but I, I work at a security alarm like monitoring center basically and uh he was having some trouble with his alarm system and he called in one day and i just happened to be the one to to help him out does he and, uh, does he say hi this is bon jovi like how does he answer the phone I... well he he answered the tone he, he answered the phone in like a semi-annoyed tone and, and actually <laughs> after seeing his system and like what was not working on it and there was some kind of battery down or something like that i was like okay i could see this i could see you know these are the issues and i'm like oh i'm sorry i don't know if i got your name by the way and he goes and i always remember this he goes it's bon jovi <laughs> <laughs> Go! Oh, thank you, Mr. Bon Jovi. Uh, This is excellent. This is fantastic. Um, So I I, I chatted with him. Oh, sorry. Please. Do you ever wish you could just call him Mr. Jovi? (laughs) (laughs) 
it's 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 come up. I've thought about it for sure. And that would be super super fun oh. but uh my my actual answer oh no please if you right or uh brian sorry. Uh, i was just gonna say um i've i've been in close proximity to bon jovi many times because he's a huge patriots fan he's uh like best friends with robert Kraft oh. and bill belichick so he attends like every home game and there was a span of about 10 years or so where we had season tickets while we were living up there so we were at every game and they they show him at least like three or four times a game on the jumbotron <laughs> So, um, but no, tell us, tell us your actual answer. My, my actual answer is Mickey Rourke. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I am a, a avid pro wrestling fan, uh, always have been. And, uh, for years and years and years, there's a, uh, there was a company around me in uh, wonderful, beautiful New Jersey, uh, called Jersey all pro wrestling. They're no longer in business, sadly, but I would go through like end of high school into college. Like I would go every month every time they did a show and uh they got not huge but like i don't know thousand people at a show filling up a a rec center in new jersey or a gym somewhere and um they were big enough that that movie the wrestler starring mickey work they chose one of their shows to be like a filming location so if you've never seen the movie yeah um toward the end ish when he's supposed to go to his daughter's like birthday party or whatnot or hang out with his daughter and then like he's at a wrestling show and then he does drugs and finds the right ladies in the back and everything crumbles that show that he's sitting in was a jersey all pro wrestling show that they were filming at and you could see the back of my head for about five clear seconds when he's sitting in the stands um but he was just they like told people they were filming that night but he just did like a walkthrough of what the 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 film the in the film he does like a walkthrough and says hi to the ticket guy who i know and you know like walks through and high fives some fans and all this kind of stuff but he did like a dry run through that without the camera and it just so happened i was going to the bathroom at that exact moment and so i just passed by and i was like mickey rourke he's like yeah yeah hey and i went to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah mickey rourke and you didn't take the opportunity to say i vaunt my board <laughs> I, I forgot to mention he did have a, a very large parrot on his shoulder <laughs> uh, and electric whips. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. was there. <laughs> All right, good stuff, uh, Travis. We are going to finish round one uh, with your question. What do you got? All right, it's already been alluded to. Uh, <laughs> yes, my question is, how cool was it? <laughs> oh, I gotta look up the exact wording of it now. I didn't have it. I don't want to steal your thunder because it's, uh, it's a doozy. number thirty-nine. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the Raptors were running through the kitchen? Can I answer this first? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So freaking cool! <laughs> I would like. Uh, I will answer second. Okay. Yeah, is extremely cool. Okay, I'd like to answer third. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly cool. Now let's turn to Ryan. Ryan, what's your take? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, from the show? <laughs> yeah. Ryan, which part of the movie did that happen in again? In the kitchen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You've never <laughs> seen the kitchen Jurassic part. Park. Okay. Not really? start to finish. Not start to finish. Oh, <laughs> I've seen that scene. Um, it's pretty cool. I know you can't see it, but I'm taking off my glasses in exasperation <laughs> right now. <laughs> He's wiping them on his shirt. <laughs> Getting in the car and driving to Connecticut. Yeah. So, so you missed that movie night? 
Yeah. Yeah, I missed that movie night. Oh well, uh, my wife is down to watch Jurassic Park. I was going to say, we might so have to do a draft we'll punks to... movie night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's truly one of, like, it holds up yeah. so well. The CGI, the well, the non-CGI, I mean, the practical effects, like, still look so, yeah. so, so good. Yeah. Like, it all looks great. Yeah. And and it's the blending of them. That's my favorite mm-hmm, part. Like, right. Like when the the classic like T Rex sequence when they're in the jeeps in the rain and all that. Like you can see real clear when the head is like against the car window and like really close. It's it's a practical effect. But then as soon as it leaves frame for like a quarter of a second and then walks by, like that's where the CGI hits. And it it's so perfectly done. It's so good uh oh my gosh i could i can you know gush about that movie for a long time but (laughs) we've already had a segment on that so we'll 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 move on to my my but thank you for your thoughts we haven't had those yeah uh but i will move on to uh my my second pick the first pick of the second round uh number 13 what is a song that brings the most emotion out of you Let me open good, up Spotify. Good question. And, and if I can give a little uh, backstory of, of why I included it on the, the, the vaunted list of 99 questions, uh, I, I believe in an original um, like draft, like a rough draft of all these questions. A draft, you say? As... Sorry. <gasps> <laughs> Very on brand. Um <laughs> I believe I originally had it listed as what's a song that makes you cry. Mm. And then I was like, well, I don't want to necessarily dive into that unless mm. they want to. So I changed the wording on it to what's the song that brings the most emotion out of you? Because it's that's interpreted by everyone's brain as whatever emotion it is. Like this emotion, you know, I put this song on every time I walk in a gym because it just pumps me up beyond recognition like that's a that's a song that brings the most emotion out of you or it's like you know it just brings me to my knees to tears like every single time it plays like it it it, and again those are the the kind of correlations that i i love asking this question to different people because it it means different things depending on where they are in their life well Uh, then you'll love my answer oh i'd love Uh, it please uh Mine is by an Icelandic band called Mum, uh, and it's called We Have a Map of the Piano. Uh, and it's a song that I've made clear to uh, everybody who would be involved is a song I want to be played at my funeral wow. uh, because it brings an incredible sense of peace to me. Uh, and so, and like that's, and I, I think it's a, like a very, very, very peaceful song uh and anytime it comes on i like crank it up and just like chill out and like really get into it uh and like my my wife has said the same thing uh like and my sister uh because that you know they're the the main ones i've talked to about it um like when they listen to it it brings them a sense of peace as well um so that's that's mine that's that. that's my emotion that's awesome. that's <laughs> i absolutely love that yeah what about you bob oh gosh 
<laughs> it's so funny how many of these questions that I ask everyone, and I I'm just like, what you would ask me? <laughs> how <laughs> you you this... deign to ask me? <laughs> uh, um, wow. I I think the one that comes to mind at least is um, Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a really cool cover of that song. It's a yeah. If if I can cheat and give two answers, I think that's my my one. Um, and then uh, Howlin' Wolf's "Going Down Slow" is a number two. Uh, both for very different reasons. I think only because um, only because Travis said it, it it came to mind. Like that "Going Down Slow" song by Howlin' Wolf is such a oddly peaceful song even though it's if you break down all the lyrics it's it's pretty tragic really but it's like an old blues staple of like this guy just saying like yeah my health is failing me and i don't have any money anymore and no women wants to be around me but eh, i'm okay <laughs> like <laughs> and, and and there's a there's an odd sense of peace with that one and i really like it and then the other one the louis armstrong song uh that one was my mom remarried when i was in middle school and she had a dance with her mother my grandmother and my my grandmother who's now passed away she's she was always my favorite person on earth she she's like the funniest human that ever lived in my book and uh that was the song that they danced to at her like wedding that i was there at and so like it always has this weird secondary message to me so i I absolutely adore that song so if i could bring out if I could totally cheat and bring this entire show to shambles, those are my two answers. Well, if Bob's doing two, I'm doing two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, When I, I wasn't even actually thinking about this originally, but when you mentioned a song that gets you pumped up, I thought of uh, Elevate from the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. And Ooh. actually, I, I belong to a gym here in Olympia, Washington, and I requested that from the trainer to go into like regular rotation and it's just like anytime it's on like i immediately crank up the treadmill or get bigger weights whatever i'm doing it's just <laughs> you can't like not get pumped listening to most of that spider verse song soundtrack but yeah that yeah, song that's in particular for me a lot yeah um the first song that i thought of was it's actually by the killers and it's one of their more kind of ballady uh, B sides, but it's called Dustland Fairy Tale, and it's just uh, just like a very sweet, very sad song about. Uh, many of their songs are kind of about growing up in the desert and have like this very similar motif around them. But it's just kind of this idea of uh, like a girl growing up and and thinking that you know she's going to be Cinderella and and being let down constantly, and it's just very sad and emotional song but very sweet and very kind of haunting and touching and it's just one of my favorites by them they're one of my favorite bands that are currently making music so that would probably be my choice um ryan what about you so i'm also going to take two if that's cool (laughs) Um, (laughs) well so there are i listen to a lot of parody and comedy music Mm. Um, i'm a big fan of funny music and uh, warning, Brian, get ready to take a timestamp down because oh a lot God. of those music have explicit explicit <laughs> titles and lyrics. <laughs> so my first pick is F*** You Bitch by Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> uh-huh. 
which is a song I found around the time uh, my last ex-girlfriend cheated on me. Uh, That'll do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing the formula here. Yep. That'll, uh, that yep, adds yep. up. Um, and I'm trying to find uh, it's a song off Eminem's first album. Uh, can't remember the name of that album. Slim just, Shady LP? Is that it? That's probably uh, it. Slim Shady. Yeah, that's the one. Um, rock bottom. That is a song that like. Ooh, that's a strong one. That's a good like B side. Mm, that's yeah, a big one. Yeah. No, but when that hits like on a bad day, it's like man, you could in. There's worse you could be doing with your life. Okay. All take right. A, take your chin up. Look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At least I told you to mark your shit down, man. And now I'm done. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for those choices. We'll have to link all of those in the uh, Discord for people to listen to. Um, okay. So that was Travis's second question, which means we're coming back around to you, Bob, for your oh my round two choice. Oh, man. Uh, uh, there's so many of these. <laughs> 99 of them, in fact. In fact, <laughs> some would say too many, really. Um, okay, this, this is uh, this is one of my favorites, and again, I'm gonna do it now because either the answer is just no, or we get a really cool story. Okay, but it's 76. Have you ever had something happen to you you'd consider paranormal? This could just be four no's and we move on. No. Does that <laughs> okay. does that mean it's a no for you, Bob? Uh kind of. <laughs> Travis, was it a no from you? Is that what I heard? Correct. Okay. Okay. Uh I would say not to me. Um my dad is a hundred percent certain that uh in his childhood home he used to wake up and that there was a a ghostly figure sitting at the edge of his bed uh, that would that would talk to him occasionally, and uh, I don't I don't know that I fully believe in it, but he does, and uh, so that's that's the closest person to me I think that has a a legitimate experience with it. So, mm, or or okay. what they believe is a legitimate experience with it. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. Are we taking paranormal in the uh, ghostly sense or in the broader outside of average everyday life activity sense? Uh, Ooh, I mean, I would lean toward the latter, Mm. like anything you would consider paranormal. Because, again, in a a rough draft of that, I think it was like have any good ghost stories. But then I was like, if someone's like abducted by an alien or something like I want to hear that story. All right. Uh, I haven't been abducted. (laughs) Oh man! <laughs> but I was seventeen at the town fair in the town I grew up in. Uh, we, my family, we were having dinner at one of those wooden tables, benches they have set up, and thirty people all at the town fair all watched as this light that I mean, way off in the sky, probably like about the size of a fist off in the sky. So God knows how big, close up. Yeah. Um, sat in one spot, alternating blinking red and green for about forty-five seconds before it turned like 90 degrees and just disappeared, just blipped off, gone. Hmm. Oh, man. So somebody else was abducted that night. <laughs> Possibly. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, Bob, how about you? You said uh, kind me, of so. To me, yeah. To me, no. But I, I love asking this question because, again, it's it's either just a no, not really, or it's a like extremely passionate. All right, this this is what happened to me, and there I was, and you know, I was face to face with this thing. So the the closest it came to was um, uh, uh, the house next door to the house that I I grew up in. Uh, always the the neighbor there was like this real crotchety mean old lady who would like you know constantly like call the cops on kids for biking too close to her house like <laughs> we're not getting on your lo-. like i lived on a dead end street it was like no one was getting anywhere near her place but she was just like this real old crotchety lady uh which is you know a little bit of subtext and then she she moved out and the next neighbor who took over uh she ended up being a real pain also which kind of leads me to thinking like there's some negative energy in that house but <laughs> that's a side point piece to it in the between time uh my mom and the other neighbor on our other side like went to check the place out because they were like we've never even seen this place because no one was allowed anywhere near it so they're like we want to see how this compares to all of our houses and you know it's up for sale we're gonna go check it out <clears throat> so they go in and it's this old uh farmhouse from like the 1930s i think we ended up looking it up that was renovated over but just barely to the point where like it didn't have a kitchen it still had uh like dilapidated pieces of wood over what was a well uh back in the day that wasn't covered up in any way other than these piece of this this piece of wood so i was like eh, it's got a passageway to hell or something in there, but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> and then they were like it just it, they said the two of them went through that house and they were like both had really bad vibes and they were like do you want to go up to the attic and they both kind of looked at each other like not really but i want to see what's up there because this place is creeping me out to begin with so they start walking up the stairs and the light bulb at the top of the stairs, which is like, you know, the, the old hanging like bare bulb um, just broke, like shattered as they started walking up the stairs, as they were discussing how they both felt creeped out. And they both went, no, 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 no. And immediately came back down the stairs and out. And they were like, this house is haunted. And then the neighbor moved in, looked like a cheery, wonderful lady. And then within three months, she was like pulling all the same stuff and just being like, putting in zoning laws and like trying to take over our fencing oh, and like, all this stuff that was like, just like, you don't have to be this mean, which, which led us to the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, conclusion that, yeah, that house is haunted. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, nothing, nothing to me specifically, but I, I, I love those kind of stories, yeah. but if I can uh, drop a, a very cheap plug for my latest episode of 99 questions, the one with uh, Jeffrey James, a, a very funny man, uh, he has a ghost story in there that like had my jaw on the floor the way he was telling Ooh. it, and he he swears that it's all hundred percent real. It's not my story to tell. He tells it in like this ten minute like monologue that just was so 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 good, um, and really creeped me out. So if anyone wants more ghost stories, uh, that one and there's a good one with um, uh, Jana Choa from Giant Bomb. They both had very good ones. Jump around to the last fourth of the episode because it's <laughs> question 76 yeah. you'll find it in there excellent yeah and uh 
we've been playing a lot of speaking of spooky time spooky season we've been playing a lot of phasmophobia on the server so if anyone's Ooh. interested in, in joining the discord server and playing with us it's a ton of fun or you can watch us uh stream it every once in a while we're going to try to be a little bit more regular about that coming up but uh that's that's been very tough for me because i am a big wimp so. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun so uh awesome cool uh we will keep moving it's actually oh it's my turn <laughs> so my second question is uh what is a game you know you can win Ooh, that's a very good choice thank you that was on my that was high up on my draft list so i'm gonna officially say my list is in shambles <laughs> uh i think Race that's the thing Hades. bob was most excited about uh saying tonight was that he was in shambles at some point so uh travis i heard you say hades yeah race me in hades <laughs> okay so that's yeah that's different because when i read this i was thinking of it as a more like a competitive where you're playing against someone but yeah speed speed running in hades what's your low time now travis uh, I believe it is 941. Jeez. Nine minutes Nine and minutes? 41 seconds. Holy I'm at like uh, 24 minutes, I think, is my best time. So, um, I've, I've still never beaten it. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, wow. that's a good answer um, for Travis, especially. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's not really, well, it is kind of a game. I would say blaze ball, Travis. I would also consider you an expert in that. Although Ryan could probably give you a run for your money at this point. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what, what, I mean, Oh, sorry, Travis, go ahead. Oh, this week, this week has been pretty crazy. Honestly, the crabs finally got to win everybody. (laughs) Oh, wow. I haven't been paying attention this week. Work's been busy. Yeah. Finally. (laughs) So Ryan, what's a game that you uh, know you can win? Um, how fast can you get in that door? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a fun game. That's, that, that, so so a, a lock picking game of sorts, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah so. You could say that. Or, yeah, some sort of. Oh, I would honestly, if it's if it's a speed race, then I want to bypass. I don't want to lock pick. Yeah, or you just want to barge through, depending on the door. No, 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 no. Breaking and entering is a disqualification. Oh, okay. Well, you should have clarified that because now I need a new door. Uh, uh, Bob, what about you? What's a game you know you can win? Oh, I mean, I'm approaching that point in Mario 35. That's true. How many uh, wins do you have I'm, now in Mario 35? 30 wins. Are you going to retire um, when you get to 35 wins in Mario 35? Dang, that was my question. I, <laughs> I, I thought about it, but there is like a sub, uh, sub part of that game where every time you beat a level, it like unlocks from the opening screen. Mm. So when you jump into a game, basically you pick a level that you've already beaten and that level is randomly shuffled in to the deck of everyone's levels that everyone plays on that game. So you want to unlock so if everyone every level? Just pick, I want to unlock every gotcha. level. And, and according to what I've read online, that's how you get Luigi. Ooh. You get to play as Luigi if you get every level and then hold the left now, trigger. Is this, is this so legitimate, I, Bob? Or is this like a Yoshi is on top of the castle in Mario 64? <laughs> I... I swear, L is real. Everyone's seen it. L is real. Twenty twenty. Um, 
<laughs> I, I still don't know if it's 100% legit. It looks like it is. There's several videos on it, um, yeah. but no one's exactly sure. It's like one of those old, like, arcade mysteries. Like, no one's exactly sure of what you have to do to unlock it. So yeah. they're just finding commonalities between all the videos and, and breaking it down. And from if you there, go so. look underneath the uh, truck near the SSN, you can find a Mew, right? <laughs> <laughs> all, all six of you have to use strength. That was my schoolyard rumor about yeah. it. And then you can push it and use underneath. <laughs> I'm so glad more people know about that mute truck. This, that was the most. That was the biggest thing in my elementary. This school. This is super so off topic, but there was a <laughs> Kotaku article last week, and I just want to shout it out. Where a fish discovered a new glitch in an older Pokemon game. I can't remember which one it was, but somebody was doing you know like a Twitch plays where they had programmed it so that wherever their fish swam, that was the input that went into the controller. Brilliant, and this brilliant. this fish discovered a way to duplicate uh, boulders inside of a cave that nobody has ever done before. <laughs> oh and it was something God. like two thousand hours into a into a playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just That's I was just ridiculous. honestly impressed it got out of its own house. <laughs> but yeah, it found this brand new glitch in Pokemon, which is insane. Um, wow. For me. Uh, the answer is going to be, and this is kind of a nerdy math teacher answer, uh, but Tetris. I feel very confident that I could beat 95% of the population in a game of Tetris. We should play. Yeah. I would love play. to play Tetris. Yeah. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good at Tetris. When, I'm not great, but yeah. I'm good, and I would love yeah, to play when, I'm pretty when the good switch, well. When the Switch dropped, my first uh, game was Breath of the Wild, and my second game was Puyo Puyo Tetris. And the really cool thing about that, and they're about to release the sequel, which I'm excited about, but um, you could play just Tetris and then it would give you a rank uh, in your state, in your country and worldwide. And like the first month or so of that game, I was ranked top 10 in the state of Washington and very proud of myself. Wow. So, um, yeah, be. and that's at the end of uh, the school year every year, I'm a high school teacher. I will bring my Switch in, and we usually end up playing Smash Brothers for most of the day with the kids, and uh, then I'll, like, the last period of the day, I'll break out Tetris, and I'll be like, all right, who's ready to lose? And I, I've i been teaching at this <laughs> current school for, uh, this is my fifth year, and I've never lost a, a game of Tetris to a student. So, wow. yeah. So that's my game. Uh, and now it's Ryan's game, because it's his turn. Ryan, what's your next question? I... I love all the music questions you have, Bob. Mm. Um, so we're going to go with what's the last song you all listen to? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can I go yeah, first? Well. <laughs> go for it. Bob actually inspired this because oh. Oh. the other day what did I do <laughs> the other day he posted uh, a video, a little clip Um from the <laughs> Ben Hansen, the Ben Hansen stream of the Oregon Trail <laughs> when they tried to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll collect myself here. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They tried to walk across a a 20 foot deep river. Correct, an Oregon yes, Trail, yeah. and it didn't go well. And Bob remixed uh, the clip from Twitch with uh, what? What song was that, Bob? It's um oh gosh I it's it's I'm blanking on it right now hold on let me see uh, uh, uh I th are you actually blanking I thought you were holding for dramatic effect. no I, I 
<laughs> I wish I would. It's, oh, it's a uh, um, Round, uh, roundabout, roundabout by yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I know the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it's the uh, roundabout JoJo. By JoJo. It's the JoJo yeah. meme. The JoJo yeah. meme and, format. Yeah, and okay. since okay. watching, there was a clip posted on our podcast, uh, dra- uh, on our Discord server, uh, that was Among Us related, I think, that also used that because it's become a meme. Um, and then Bob posted it and both times I was like, I know I've heard this, but I cannot think of where. And so I finally broke down and asked Bob the other day, like, what is this song from? And he told me and uh, it's it's been like in the background on my YouTube. I've been listening to it like four times a day because I just can't it's get very, it out of It's my a head. very good song. It is a very uh, good song. Roundabout by Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's, yeah, uh, that's my answer. I'll just go ahead and get mine out of the way real quick uh it actually is uh we have a map of the piano by mom wow, <laughs> wow. awesome yeah I, pull, ahead, I pulled up my spotify <laughs> i'm like, pulling up my spotify oh, okay. as well yeah just did the same all right my last one. Oh god this is slightly embarrassing uh it's it's a song called daisy by ash nico uh she is a like I don't know. I think she's like 20 years old. She's a rapper uh, with like like jet blue hair. Uh, who's it's, it's she's a very weird kind of gimmick, like an anti pop star, pop star. Not something a 32 year old man should really be <laughs> listening to in his spare time. But I think There's she's no... genuinely funny and entertaining. So I, I've I've fallen down a rabbit hole of her. What recently. about a 33 year old man? <laughs> like, like Kyle Hilliard said, uh there there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I mean, like yeah. there's no reason to feel guilty. It's well said. Uh, I I, I, I really that. do like her music, so yeah. Yeah. Ash Nico, the song is called Daisy. It's one of her newer singles. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing the the WAP remix with the we <laughs> We music isn't on Spotify. That would probably be my last listen to thing. Yeah, I went and looked. My last Spotify song. So my last uh, non meme (laughs) inspired song was actually a throwback to uh, an episode of The Walking Dead, like four or five years ago. They had captured the Norman Reedus character and were torturing him by making him listen to this song called Easy Street. Uh, by the Collapsible yes, Hearts Club that. over and over again. And so I have that on a uh, just like a happy songs playlist somewhere. And and I listened to that recently. So what about you, Ryan? Isle uh, Unto Thyself by Miracle Musical. Oh, I don't know this one. Uh, you probably don't. And that's not me trying to brag saying I listen to really <laughs> obscure music or anything. Um, it was a one-off album by a group that hasn't made anything since. It was a, a side project for... Oh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. He's in another group, and this was just a side project thing he did. And the album itself is very psychedelic in its overture tones, but each song is broken up into a little more different genres. This is a little more kind of like easy listening psychedelic, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, It's very early in the album, and this album kind of tells a story start to finish. And from the creator's words, the album is his way to express grief after 9-11 even though this came out in 2012 on December 12th at 1212 when the world was supposed to end. Hmm. Um, uh. The the album itself is more about the, 
the the finding of growing together into a relation like the the two people finding each other growing into a relationship and then that relationship uh kind of fizzling out with time very nice interesting we're gonna have to post like links to all of these songs in the discord after the show because i want to listen oh, to a lot of it now. i want to hear all of you yeah yeah oh absolutely yeah, absolutely uh, what we should actually do is just make a one spotify playlist and Ooh, that's, that's a good idea oh, it would be the weirdest <laughs> spot of, <laughs> yes by roundabout and then <laughs> okay and then we have a map of the piano yeah. twice <laughs> um bob were you uh trying to say something a minute ago oh yeah i'm sorry i, I did want to say i i that was my last one on Spotify, but genuinely I, I looked it up also because I listened to a lot on, on YouTube mm-hmm. as well. There's one that was, it was a remix done by uh, the person, the, the wonderful designer who did your logo, Ooh, Alex yes. Bernagar. He was, he was on stream remixing songs a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago. Eh, time is a construct. I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> all relative. Uh, yeah, it's it's a mix of Paramore, Carly Rae Jepsen, and Baltimore. Oh, I did um, hear that. That was very good. At, I've gen- it's such an earworm yeah, song. It's it called Hard Vines. Yeah. He's called it. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's been stuck in my head for the entire time it's been existing on Earth because he made it only like a week and a half ago. Uh, so it's on YouTube. I don't know if it's on Spotify, but if it is, please look this up because it's so unbelievably catchy. It's only like two minutes long, but it's it's so yes. good. Bob, I, I only have one thing to say to you, and that's, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that Tarzan boy is in there so good. Oh, yeah. I was there who's making it. It was it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Tarzan yeah, boy is an objectively great song. Um, all right, Ryan, uh, you are going to kick us off for the third round as well. So you get another question here. Oh no. Oh God. I wasn't that prepared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, you know, this, this is a little bit of a personal one. Uh, what is a quote you love? Oh, oh man. I, that, I have a lot of quotes that I enjoy. So this one every week, I'm like, which which quote will I pick this week? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to start, I would love to. Yeah, because we um, don't need to think of one. <laughs> I was <laughs> juggling a few in my head. Um, one of the ones that's a, a fallback for me for years. And I don't think, you know how quotes are oftentimes attributed to people and then they're, they're not the real person that said it. Mm. So I don't know that this was actually an Albert Einstein quote, but I find it often attributed to him is that uh, I know not what weapons World War Three will be, will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Oh, yeah, which is a fun one. I do like that. That's good. That's powerful. That, that's a yeah. good like. Yeah, it's powerful and like chilling at the same time. Yeah. It's really I was going to go with Hakuna Matata, but um, <laughs> I feel like I should come up with something I mean, a little deeper now. <laughs> Good one. You know, it means no worries. So I'm going to stick with it. For the rest of my days. For the rest of your days. Don't worry about those sticks and stones. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll jump in here. Um, I will, again, blatantly cheat and just give two but <laughs> they are they are my two favorite they they were actually both my high school yearbook quote and the more i look uh back on them the more i adore that i chose both of them um so one is from mitch hedberg who's who's one of my favorite comedians of all time um and it's uh i'm sick of following my dreams i'm just gonna ask where they're going and hook up with them later <laughs> um 
which is just such a nice playful way of just like i'm gonna follow my dreams on my own pace kind of yeah. thing um and i absolutely love that one and then my other one is from which which is very on brand for me it's from wrestler mick foley um <clears throat> who wrestled as like mankind and cactus jack and stuff um who uh and and hold on let me <laughs> now i'm blanking <laughs> This is the worst double answer ever. When I can't remember the other one. Oh, it's it's uh, it's, it's very simple, but it's I can't jump high, so I jump from high places, uh, which is another one that just like on its surface is just like yeah, it's a wrestler talking about how they jump from right, stuff. Right. But then if you kind of think of it, it's just like all right, screw your limitations, <laughs> screw what you think you can do, like figure yeah. it out. You know, you got yeah. it. No matter what, you got this. And I always. Like that, that always was super cool to me as a kid. And the more I look back on it, the more I'm like, heck yeah, I'm glad I picked those two. Cause those, that's a great little toss those two in a vitamin. And I'm going to take that vitamin every day. Like I'm, I'm happy with I that. I dig it. Yeah. Mine, mine was a little cliche, but I do enjoy it. And it was the classic Tolkien, not all who wander are lost. That was my uh, yearbook quote. Um, that's great. Travis, how about you? Uh, so I just had to look up where this comes from. Uh, it's apparently uh, attributed to Roman philosopher Seneca. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Mm. Mm. Uh, I I, uh, I believe strongly in that. Uh, Make your own luck. And so, yeah. I mean, in a way, opportunity is not all of your own making. That's true. Uh, in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Um. All right. Good quotes. Good stuff. Uh, So we're coming back around. Oh, it's my turn again. Uh, Round three. Uh, Everyone, (laughs) we just keep getting caught off guard tonight. It's the the order is there. It's not that hard to follow. (laughs) Excuse for that. Yeah. Um, So the next one I was looking at actually is uh, what's the nerdiest thing you've done? Mm, It seemed like a good one for this crowd. It's a long yeah. list. Yeah. It's the this, nerdiest. This is another one where, like, as I ask it to different people from, from different ways of life on the show, I always find how their definition of nerdy is wildly different. For, like, for like people in the video game community, it's, it's like, a whole nother world compared to, like, people in comedy who are like, I don't know, I played this game for, like, 20 hours. And then... <laughs> <laughs> And then anyone uh, in video games is like, that's a Saturday, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say the script reading that we did yes! just last weekend, honestly, that was pretty nerdy, <laughs> might be the most nerdy thing. Uh, so this past weekend, uh, several members of the MinMax community did a reading of George Romero's uh, unfilmed Resident Evil script. Uh, and it was excellent it was it was some of the most fun i've ever had but boy was it nerdy yes. and you played the villain travis correct uh i did i did expertly played yes. i might add expertly i played, played a, a cast of side characters most of whom ended up as uh, zombie food uh but my yeah. my aptly named pilot laguardia did uh survive <laughs> <laughs> um I, I had an answer for this one, which is one of the reasons I picked it, which is that uh, I was super into Pokemon Go when it first came out um, and played it 
very much like every single day for uh, about three or so years. Uh, finally, finally gave it up uh, around the start of this year. Stopped playing quite as much. I still log in for community days and whatnot. Um, but they do this big summer event every year uh, called Pokemon Go Fest. The first one was an absolute uh, S show in Chicago that made news <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. But uh, they learned from it and it got better every year. And so I actually, I, uh, I, I sheepishly approached my wife and said, <laughs> how crazy would it be if I spent, you know, uh, like three to $500 to fly to Chicago for a weekend <laughs> to participate in Pokemon Go Fest? And my wife is, is very supportive of all of my endeavors, nerdy or otherwise. So she said, hey, if that's something you want to do, go do it. So um, maybe eight to 10 people or so from our community. Uh, we all flew out on different flights to Chicago on a Friday. Uh, we got to spend the whole weekend together walking around these beautiful parks in Chicago, uh, just staring at our phones for 15 hours <laughs> and not seeing any of the sights. And then uh, flew back home the Sunday night uh, following. And it was exhausting and I would never do it again, but uh, it's probably the nerdiest event I've ever participated in. So that's mine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I, mean, right, I, I love right it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about uh what about you, Ryan? Uh I created an entire homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign and DM that. Wow. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, also, I'll throw out uh well over two thousand hours of Borderlands 2 gameplay. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh I'm also a mechanical nerd. I've torn an engine down every last bolt and put it back together, me and my friends. All right. Don't try to salvage it and be a cool guy now, okay? You just told us about <laughs> no, that's your homebrew. Three dudes standing in a garage, like, over an oily engine block is not a cool guy it's move. the manliest right? thing Trust I've me. ever heard, Stubbs. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the brokest man you've ever heard in your life. Engines are not f***ing cheap. <laughs> Uh, okay. If we're going to talk about hours and games, I've put 170 hours into Hades in like five weeks now. So, <laughs> are there even it's, that uh, many hours in five weeks? And I've, I've, <laughs> and I've, con- I've consumed probably around like 30 hours of content aside from my playing. Yeah. Travis's Hades run here is very similar to my time logged in Animal Crossing at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> I think oh, the first yeah. two months that game was out, I was up to like 300 hours. It was. I was going to say, I think everyone accidentally hit like yeah. 200 hours in that game. Yeah. There was just nothing to <laughs> yeah. do. Um, Bob, what about you? What's the nerdiest thing you've ever done? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, the, the one that jumps out at me is I attended an anime convention dressed as Ox King from Dragon Ball Z. Um, th- these are no. uh, just an uh, amalgam pick, of nerdy pick things. something else. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's too crappy. cool. That's man. too cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, I don't even know Ox King. I I'm very behind on my Dragon Ball Z lore, so I need to look up a picture of what this character looks he's, like. Uh, he, he's Chi-Chi's uh, Chi-Chi's this father. Nothing who, to who's me. Very like <laughs> D level character. 
honestly he shows up a lot more in the prequel dragon ball oh my goodness i need um, to see a picture of you as ox king please tell me that exists you're you're gonna see it and you're gonna be like oh i've seen this picture before (laughs) have you posted it (laughs) if anyone needs (laughs) oh yeah I I'm I, I think it came out really well. I I dare say uh, I got a lot of people wanting photos with me that year, and it was uh, it was a fun a fun endeavor. That's excellent. Um, well, I will cross off the cosplay question on my list. <laughs> oh, dang it! <laughs> no, that that definitely qualifies. So uh, awesome, and it's your your turn. In fact, good sir, we're halfway oh, through the draft. Good. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Got a couple of them that I would really love to know. So I've got I've got two picks down, three to go. Correct. Right? Round three, four, and five. Okay, I'm gonna do. What's the best gift you've ever gotten? Ooh. Okay. I thought you were gonna go received on me. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I did gotten. Well, I'm, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I meant I thought you were gonna go with given. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> no, 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 that's all good. I just want to make sure you yes, I, yes. I, I made made it clear. Yeah. What's the best gift you've ever gotten? I, I can start with this because I remember it very clearly. Okay. Um it was when the the original Xbox came out. Um and it was around Christmas time, I wanna say, or maybe it was just very in short supply around that time. And I was on a hunt to try to track this thing down because my mom was like, I will get you this for Christmas, but like I'm working and you're in school. (laughs) Like you need to do the brunt work. Find me where it's available. Cause I'm not going to sit in a line for 12 hours. Like find a GameStop that has it, find an EB games that has it, find a Best Buy that has it. And I'll go and it's your gift. You know, I was like, totally fair. Seems more than fair than for, you know, asking for a console for Christmas. So I had like lists of any GameStop within like 20 miles, (laughs) lists of every Best Buy within 20 miles. And for weeks, I kid you not, I would call every day after school, sold out, sold out, (laughs) sold out, sold out, sold out. And I was like, and and, and to the point where on like the 20th of December, I was like, all right, it's just not going to happen. I'll get it in January. Those employees must have loved you. (laughs) because it was it was to the point where i was like it's just it's not gonna happen every every time nothing would happen and so christmas comes and all my other gifts from other family members were like here's this xbox game because they knew what i wanted Mm -hmm. and here's this controller and here's you know all the all the accoutrement and i was like well this will be great in a couple of weeks when it's available (laughs) So I just kind of gritted my teeth and, you know, went on with Christmas. And then they were like, at the very end, my mom was like, <clears throat> wait, what's what's that behind oh, I you? I love it when parents pull that I was move. Like, That's a great move. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was this very large box. And I still remember the feeling that I had to that day, to this day, because I was like, there's no way. And I, I excitedly opened it up. And what do you know? an original Xbox. And she was like, I found it like three weeks ago and it was in, it was underneath the car chair that you were sitting in every day after school. <laughs> and I picked you up in and I couldn't tell you that it was sitting under there because I knew this moment would mean even more. 
and it was like <laughs> oh my god this is the this is the greatest thing ever and i don't even care about the original xbox like it was fine yeah. but like that moment yep. is forever etched in my head and then just as a quick side story the same thing happened with the Wii, however many years later. Exact same scenario. Like, you call and find it, and I'll get it. And I was like, okay, got it. I'll, I'll hunt down the Wii. And then, but on Christmas Day, same thing happened. I got all the games. I got all the accessories. But then they actually never found it. So, <laughs> so you were waiting. <laughs> my mom was like, don't expect the twist this time, because there's not one. <laughs> oh um but yeah that xbox always comes down as like yeah. uh what a what a tale behind i had it. a a um, similar experience uh when my family does christmas we uh do presents at uh just the three of us me and my parents i'm an only child and then we go over to my grandparents house and meet the rest of the family and do presents with them and um i had asked for an n64 and ocarina of time and didn't get either of those things from my folks and then went to uh, my grandparents house and I got Ocarina of Time and I got uh, like a rumble pack or expansion pack or something that was needed to to play it with. And I was like, oh, this is great. I just need to get the console now. And then it was the same thing. Like right at the end, my parents had actually brought it with them, uh, not had me open it at home because they wanted the whole family to to see the reaction. And I had an equal size freak out. So... uh this isn't mine but uh one year i really wanted tony hawk 2 for the 64 which required the expansion pack right yeah Mm, i I got that uh and i was like yes i'm getting tony hawk 2 and then what i actually got which i didn't for some reason even know was out was majora's mask Uh And I am a huge Zelda yep. fan. Like I had played through Ocarina so many times at that point, and I just freaked yeah. out. That honestly, <laughs> yeah, clear, that might be that might be what I got with mine because I do remember the expansion pack. So it might have been that with Majora's Mask. Um, yeah, it's yeah, Christmas is great, guys. <laughs> my 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 answer for this one was actually going to be like not a a physical gift, but. Uh, I'm a huge sports fan uh, because of my dad. And in 2004, um, after 86 years of losing, the Red Sox finally won a World Series. And I got to sit uh, in a room with my dad and like watch the final out of that game. My dad had gone his entire life and his father had gone his entire life without seeing the Red Sox win the World Series. And it's uh, like the first time I can remember seeing my dad like in tears. <laughs> and wow. so that was just like, yeah, it's it's not like a physical gift I received, but just like that moment is just like a lifetime memory that I will never forget. So that would that would be mine. Yeah, that's a really good one. As another Sox fan, that's, that's a really right. good and that one. Was, you know, after that 3-0 comeback is just... Oh, oh, so good, <laughs> dude. I was I was in middle school, staying up till one a.m. watching baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, it's crazy times. So, what is yours, Ryan? <sighs> that throws a wrench in the mix. <laughs> As I was still trying to narrow it down between a few different instances in my life. Um, one being when I uh, when my parents gave me their hand me down NES, which like. Mm gave me the hobby of my life 
um the the my christmas getting an xbox 360 which is the moment that my hobby expanded for me um and now the red sox because like <laughs> i mean th- that's a moment yeah, like my family like one. we were yeah. sitting in the living room excited as all hell yeah. like God. yeah that yeah no kid went to school the day after that game in boston <laughs> <laughs> in new england yeah no it was the new england yeah day. that day and then a couple days later when they had the parade like even my like my parents never let me skip school for anything and my dad was like 3 a.m was like waking me up so we could go get a spot for the parade <laughs> like, he's like you're not going to school today let's go <laughs> um so travis you said your christmas story was not your best gift so uh what is uh so it's funny, my uh, my wife was just complaining that she's not good at Christmas presents. And I was like, I disagree. I'm probably going to end up talking about uh, one of yours tonight. Uh, there's actually, there's a couple. So like uh, Bill Watterson, uh, the guy who did Calvin and Hobbes famously uh, does not allow merchandising of his stuff, right? Uh, and so... I mentioned that to Allie in passing like extremely early on in our relationship. And uh, she did uh, a mug for me of like Calvin and Hobbes with the fishing rod. And I, it should have been sitting in here. I don't know where she moved it to. Well, this is an audio podcast. So it's, (laughs) it's, it's one of the things that we grabbed when, uh, we were bugging out in case of fires, actually. Mm. Like, I made sure that we grabbed that. Uh, and she's done several Calvin and Hobbes things for me over the years. So, like, those are some of them. But uh, one, the thing that sits in that mug is uh, one year she gave me uh, all these laminated things from throughout our whole relationship, including, like, ticket stubs from the first movie we ever went to. Aww. And this was, like, five years into our relationship you know so she still had like a whole bunch of stuff like tickets to to all kinds of yeah, things that we had gone that's awesome. to and like hotel receipts from vacations and stuff like that uh and she adds a adds a ring to it every year um and it's one of my favorite things to hey, get ally you are a great gift giver good job <laughs> uh okay so we have reached the end of round three here, Travis has two questions in a row. So, uh, Travis, what is the first one you'd like to ask? Um, boy, I'm, I so want to like stick with the music questions (laughs) because like, I'm so into music, but I feel you. I'm going to, I'm going to move away from that. Uh, and I'm going to go with, uh, what's the best thing you've ever won? Question 48. Shambles. This was going to be my next one. <laughs> can I, I have an answer ready, so I can go first on this one if you'd like. Please. Uh, when I was 14, I've talked about my love of Disney before uh, on this show, but when I was 14, my parents took me on a Disney cruise And it was a seven night cruise and they do a different big theater show each night that like everybody on the boat goes to these shows. There's like a thousand people in the crowd. And when we went, the show at the time was a game show, uh, like the second night of the cruise called Who Wants to Be a Mouseketeer? 
And it's very much, you know, just a who wants to be a millionaire. Like they had the entire set, uh, the pedestals, like the host was very uh, Regis Philbin-y. Um, but the catch was obviously that it was all Disney questions. And instead of doing fastest finger, because they've got a thousand people out in the audience, they would just pick a random seat to come up and play. And my mom had read on a forum online that if you were sitting in an empty row uh, and they called an empty seat, they would go down the row until they got to your seat. So this is how crazy my mom is about Disney. You'll see where I get it from. She made us all split up and sit in empty rows at the back of the theater. <laughs> you, you gamed the system for who wants well, to be a mouse yeah, or whatever. Here's the thing. <laughs> I believe it's called Who Wants to Be a Mouse Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Here's the thing. The second seat they picked. So the first person goes up and they get to like, there's 10 questions. And they got to like the sixth question, which was like $200 or something like that. And they get it wrong. And the second seat, they picked the exact seat I was sitting in. And even though I had this whole row of empty seats next to me, they picked my exact seat. And because I was under 18, I got to bring a parent on stage with me. So I knew all the questions about like the cartoons and the movies and she knew all the questions about the parks and we ended up getting to like the final question and the grand prize for this show was a free return seven night cruise for two people. Yeah. Oh, that's no chump change. And, that's and the like... prize we were at was still really nice. It was like 750 bucks. And my mom said like, if we don't know this, we're going to, take the money because that'll pay for like our bill for the week and i'm 14 so i'm not seeing any of that bill i don't care about that <laughs> i'm like i want to go for it <laughs> but the question popped up and i'll i'll say it here it was uh at disney's typhoon lagoon water park there's a boat stranded at the top of the wave pool what is the name of the boat and I didn't know it, but as soon as the uh, as, what as the? soon as the question popped up, you could up, have sat me in a room for thirty years and I couldn't have gotten <laughs> that right. As like, soon as the question popped up, my mom leaned down and she's like, "I know this, we're gonna win." And it's because my dad and I would go in this wave pool all the time. And my mom hated it, so she'd sit at the bar drinking cocktails and just watching water pour out of this boat all day. <laughs> so she just oh knew the God. answer, and it's it's called the Miss Tilly for those who'd like to know, but. Uh, we got it right. So we won a free cruise. We got like this big fake check and our picture with Mickey Mouse with it. And uh, everyone on the boat is at the show. So like the rest of the week, it was like we were celebrities on the boat. People kept like coming up and congratulating us and stuff. So that's yeah, that's the best thing I've ever won. So thank you for letting me wow. uh, go on and on that's about pretty that. Cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I've got a pretty long story as well, to be honest. Excellent. Because we're only so, at, you know, an hour and a half. Uh, so. <laughs> I know. Yes. We knew this was going to be a longie. That's true. Uh, That's true. So I was so grounded <laughs> from from seventh grade to junior year of high school, pretty much, because uh, I didn't apply myself in school. <laughs> uh, and uh, I wanted to go try and win tickets to uh, this radio station has a thing called Deck the Hall Ball every year. And the lineup was pretty good. I had like Franz Ferdinand and the Killers and Modest Mouse. Uh, I have a bunch, bunch of good stuff. And I wanted to win tickets. So I told my parents that I was going to apply for jobs. <laughs> and <laughs> instead, <laughs> I, I went, <laughs> hi, mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to the car toys and, uh, 
with my girlfriend at the time and uh, entered to win tickets, uh, which uh, the first pair uh, included a meet and greet with Franz Ferdinand. Uh, won the first pair. All right. Had to convince my parents that uh, it was at the super mall that that this <laughs> that I won these tickets, which was where I was applying for jobs. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I got to go right. And then at the concert, I also won a portable DVD player in a drawing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I had like never really won anything before, other than tickets to see Green Day one time, but. This is like the uh, so, universe telling you, don't apply yourself <laughs> and yeah, you will be know, rewarded. Right? I yeah, love it. Don't look for jobs either. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's excellent. Uh, that is great. Ryan? Uh, so, I was, I think, eight years old. I won a raffle in my Cub Scouts unit. Uh, we got to go to one of the minor league baseball teams near me. They had a game. They don't exist. I think it was the New Haven Bulldogs. Uh, they are not around mm. anymore. I got to throw out the first pitch. Oh, nice. Uh, hey, I got awesome. to be the ball boy um, in the seventh round stretch when they did like a, a race with the uh, the mascot. Yep. I got to race the I'm mascot. I'm sorry. At what point in the game was that? Seventh inning. I thought you said the seventh round stretch. <laughs> did, did I? Seventh round. I'm tired. <laughs> I, totally don't remember seventh, it, so I didn't hear it. Seventh inning stretch. Yeah. Um, in the seventh round stretch, when in the seventh round stretch, when in the seventh round stretch, uh, and I and I won. I beat the mascot out and the other kid or two that was running. Um, the the only time I've ever won a foot race in my life, <laughs> and I won like two hundred dollars in gift cards to Old Navy, and this was in the summer, so like mom and dad were like about to have to buy school clothes, um, so that was super helpful, and like gift cards for restaurants and ice cream and you know stuff kids would like. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's very cool. Super it was cool. a great day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Bob. What about you? <clears throat> um. Oh gosh. I, I think I've won like small stuff over the years. Like, like I used to, well, I, I guess I still am I'm a big fan of radio, which kind of led me into wanting to do a podcast and like just the art of doing radio. So like there are a bunch of radio shows I, I would follow and I've won some stuff from that, like assigned uh, a DVD of the hangover by signed by Ed Helms for <laughs> telling a joke on the air. Uh, and do I you I remember won, the joke. Um, this is oh, very important. Yeah, it was like, tell us a joke, and if you make the host laugh, you get a prize. And this was only a couple of years ago, and it was, um, why are there no casinos in the jungle? Why? Because uh, there are too many cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a dumb joke that it got me a DVD. And then I, I won another thing um, from the same radio show, I believe, or maybe like a spinoff of it, uh, that was like a signed Mark Marin cd before he was like super famous from oh MGF, yeah or i guess glow uh so i have that sitting around somewhere um but my favorite one that i've ever and i'm gonna use one in parentheses or, or quotation marks here i guess let's put quotations and parentheses around it, just to be <laughs> safe um is i was at the the jersey shore the the either famous or infamous depending on who you talk to uh jersey shore boardwalk um that is uh, as much fun as it seems. And it also becomes as drunk and a mess as you want it to be. <laughs> um, 
but uh basically for for several summers in a row like maybe five years in a row me and a bunch of friends would pool our money and we'd rent out a place for like the week uh like one of the weeks of summer uh down a couple blocks or in the town of the boardwalk down there down in seaside uh and then we would just have like you know a getaway week of all of us hanging out in the same house and it, it, it was always a super fun time and it was always you know oh what do you want for lunch? Hey, let's just hit up the boardwalk. We can grab cheesesteaks. We can grab pizza. We can grab, you know, whatever anybody wants. There's always something there. Play some games, blah, blah, blah. So one of the years that we went, we got there the day early because we our the, the house was under our name. So we had to check in and get the keys from the lady. And we were like, eh, well, everyone's not going to be here for another like eight or nine hours. Like, let's just hang out at the boardwalk, get some sun, play some games. And, you know, we'll slowly migrate over to the house as everyone else gets here. So we were walking up and down. And there's one of those games, I don't know uh, how common they are elsewhere in the world, but they're the little game where you, uh, it's a little rubber frog uh, on the end of like a, a, a hate little pivot point. I know point. exactly what you're talking and you gotta about. Hit, you got to hit the hammer <laughs> on the end of the thing and flip the frog into a lily pad. And if you hit the lily you pad, did the right not way, win this game, Bob. I, I don't believe this story so, already. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what it was. So it was me and my buddy, Joe. We were the only two down there at the point at that point, And we were like, and I was like, Look at that game. And one of the prizes was this huge, like five and a half feet tall, red, like robot uh, stuffed toy. (laughs) And it was so obnoxiously huge. And I was like, it would be so funny if I won that. And we had that for the whole week, (laughs) like just drunken shenanigans with this robot. And I I was like, let's go win it. And and it was like 2 p.m. No one's out. So I walk over to the guy. And he's like, yeah. and I was like, what do I have to do to win the robot? And he goes, 10 in. And I go, if me and my buddy go together and we get a combined 10, does that count? And he goes, same money to me. Works. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we both put it in and we get the hammer and we get a bucket of frogs each and we're throwing, we're throwing, we're throwing and, and trying to get it in. I think we got two between us. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, he goes, you can go again. And I go, uh, I mean, n- no. And it's only like two bucks to play or something right. like that. And he goes, well, I'll tell you what. My supervisor's not here. For 20 bucks, that robot. <laughs> he like whispers it under his breath. And I, I real slyly like pull a 20 out of my pocket. Like, you know, do the do the do the dap, like high five him yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Pass the 20. And then uh, over the little blaring air horn thing, he goes, we got a winner. <laughs> And he does this whole theatrics of taking down the toy and I'm walking around and literally for the rest of the week, I have this massive, obnoxious five and a half foot tall red robot stuffed animal thing that's in in the background of every photo for that entire vacation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's so did I win it? Absolutely not. (laughs) But am I so proud of that? A hundred percent. It was all worth uh, it. So, you know. yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the magic that can happen. As soon as you brought Shore. up that game, I knew exactly what you were talking about, and I knew you did not win it. So I'm glad to have been proven. No, right. it's so impossible to win. Those things are so top heavy. There's no way they're flipping any way you want them to. Um. Man. All right, uh, yeah. Travis, uh, you're going to start us off in round four. We're, we're getting there, folks. We promise. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for telling a no. five-minute story it's every perfect. time. but <laughs> perfect. What's your next uh, question? This one should be pretty, pretty quick. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to hear stories about these. 
Uh, number 33, who is a celebrity you've had a crush on? <laughs> oh, I knew this get, one was going to come up. Spicy. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and... and uh, so for my teenage years, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Buffy, uh, basically all the ladies of Buffy. Uh, I, I always got a Buffy calendar. Uh, currently, Aya Cash. Uh, you probably know her from the boys. Uh, I I know her from "You're the Worst" from FX. Mm. Uh, those are those are mine. Yeah, mine mine is pretty boring for folks in my generation, I think. But I grew up on Disney and Harry Potter, and so <laughs> it's it's Emma <laughs> Watson. Like that's yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Hermione and, and Bell. It was just like, oh, okay, this is yeah, perfect. So uh it's Emma Watson for me. Yeah. Bob, what about you? Uh I would say yeah, childhood growing up, it was Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Um okay. who was okay. just a wonderful person. Uh and then I'll go next generation of, of life. It was Scarlett Johansson. And then more recently right there with you. Right? Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Come on. Uh, and then more recently, uh Milana Vintrue. Oh yeah. She's she's kind of known for being the squirrel girl uh, lady. <laughs> Gilfoyle's girl. girlfriend from Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, yeah. yeah. She's she's done a fair bit at this point, but um I've asked her to be on the podcast. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, uh but yeah. Th- I'm sure are, she'll uh, say yes after listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> i mean listen i made it in only the kindest ways of course but, uh, uh ryan how about you uh growing up as a kid it would have been lizzie mm-hmm. mcguire mm-hmm. the cartoon version right hillary hillary Duff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> my number one draft pick from the disney episode yes yes absolutely um and as an adult well bob already mentioned scarlett yeah. johansson oh yeah, yeah yeah that's come on yeah how can you yeah. not it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's the looks and the voice it's... and you know what i'll even throw out um male heartthrob Ooh. um chris Hemsworth. Ooh, he is a beautiful man yeah that is a man i do not mind seeing shirtless in a movie yeah i guess yeah for me uh, for me I, is i mentioned emma watson uh you guys all did a more modern one i guess nat dormer probably who's uh on game of thrones mm, most recently mm-hmm. is probably what people know her best from but uh she's right up there for me currently so Travis, we're going to add another one. Oh, uh, yeah. Chris Evans, uh, his <laughs> mm. specifically his bicep when he is curling it's the helicopter. Basically all of the Chris's, uh, except Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got that like. Um, he needs to hit the bow flex. Yeah. <laughs> he's got it. He's got a different material he's working with. Right. Like where where yeah. uh, you know what? We don't need to delve into this part. Yeah. <laughs> um. He also needs to open his mind a little bit, maybe, <laughs> based on some recent reports. But uh, <laughs> oh All right, we'll move on from that, and we'll let Bob <laughs> ask his fourth question. Bob, what are you going with? All right. Oh, see, this is getting down to it, and I want to make sure I get some really juicy ones in here, because <laughs> um, I've got a lot. Uh Man, so my shambles, shambles. <laughs> my list. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a reversal here uh, of my last round. Uh, best gift you've ever ah. given. Time to be uh, 
time time to be a little uh you know throw one throw a pat on the back for See, yourself is, on this one what's the best gift this is what i thought had? you were gonna do last trance <laughs> yeah pass oh <laughs> really okay i thought i told travis he wasn't allowed to pass but <laughs> i guess we'll allow it bob do you have one in mind for this uh yeah i got one in mind um I, and again, I don't know if this would be like the person I gave it to. They would say it's the best thing they ever got. But I, 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 I just again, I kind of pat myself on the back like I thought this was a good one. Um, so I, I uh, used to date someone who was a huge fan of uh, Alice in Wonderland, like you know, very much obsessed with the, the mm-hmm. Disney movie and and all the the world around it. And so for I believe their birthday some for some gift um i went and found this really rare copy on ebay of through the looking glass but it was published in like i want to say the one i got was in 1909 oh wow um and it's like this super rare edition and it had a signature from the not the author but the person who did the illustrations um like on the inside jacket of it and it was like it was very rare and it was very tough to get. And it wasn't even my like this was the second super rare version of that book that I wanted. The first one was from like 18 something, <laughs> but it just went into the absurd range on right, eBay, like right. price wise. So I, I even for a gift, I couldn't uh, possibly afford it. But uh, yeah, I got that one. And uh, she from, from all, uh, you know, from everything I could tell, she very much uh, like was moved by it and uh like the gift so i i always keep that one in mind as being like hey i i like you know if i was that person i would have really yeah. liked that gift so. mine's uh not nearly as old um i guess i've got a couple but uh the one i thought of first and uh, my dad still has it i think i got this for him probably like 15 years ago and it was also an ebay purchase but uh his favorite ride at Disney world is the jungle cruise, which if you've been to any Disney parks and ridden the jungle cruise, you'll know it's famous for uh, purporting itself to be a very uh, informative fact-based jungle river ride through uh, the Amazon, the Nile and whatnot. When in fact, it's really just a bunch of terrible jokes. Like uh, why are there no casinos in the jungle? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a prize winning <laughs> joke right there. <laughs> and um, it's my dad's favorite ride. Cause he just, he, it's all dad jokes basically for like 20 straight minutes. And so I found a copy of like the, the original script that the cast members used uh, to memorize for their lines on the ride. Um, that's like from the opening day of the ride or whatever. And uh, so he's got that. Uh, in like a a cabinet with some other collectibles from like the Jungle Cruise and the Adventurers Club, which are places that Adventurers Club used to be a a really cool place at Disney. It's since shut down. But um, yeah, so that's that's one of my favorites. Um, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we're 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 a very Disney family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were you 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 yes. won. Um, who wants to I be know, a Musketeer? Yeah. Know, of course. Yeah, and my I mean... my folks live down there now. My dad works at the park, so it's Disney yeah. has been a big part of our lives. But yeah, so that would probably be the one that I think of uh, when I think of you know how thoughtful I have been in my gift giving. That's up there. So yeah. Okay. So Allie came in to say goodnight. I asked her 
Uh, <laughs> I love gave it. Gave me the crazy eyes. I was like, look, it's okay. I already passed. You don't have to come up with anything. I know I'm a terrible guest. Uh, but I think last year, uh, the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park, uh, there were some theater showings and I surprised her with, with, uh, going to that, um, for her. That's awesome. Day. So Ryan, uh, missed that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man. no that's that's super, super cool. cool i actually i surprised mikhail a couple weeks ago with uh hocus pocus for the same reason that's like her favorite halloween movie and they were showing it at our theater so that's yeah yeah that's very cool well maybe maybe next time uh ali can go with the two of you, so I don't have to sit through it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Ryan, how about uh, you? Uh, so I am, much like Jay, not a good gift giver. Uh, I'm always getting tips from friends and family members on what other friends and family members <laughs> want. I have no problem getting gifts. I just, I, I'm not good at the picking. I One time. So I come from a family of a lot of drivers. My dad was a tractor trailer driver. Mom's a school bus driver. Nice. Um, uncle drove snowplows even locksmithing is kind of half driving i am driving <laughs> back and forth between jobs all yeah, day that's a stretch buddy um, <laughs> i really yeah. am man. like in an eight hour day i'm probably driving for three that's hours fair. of it that's fair um and it's it's a little superstitious but we all have co-pilots we all have a little stuffed animal um that also watches the road with us for while we're driving and my boss had an accident in his van in 2018. Um, so I bought him a uh, Beanie Baby Mets. He's a huge Mets <laughs> fan. He goes to like, well, when it wasn't COVID times, he would go to upwards of 15 wow. games a year. Okay. Uh, huge Mets fan. So I got him a uh, uh, Wright's, uh, David yep. Wright? Is that, yep. is that the, yeah, t- a David Wright teddy bear of uh, Beanie Baby for him to put on his dash after he that's had the accident. Awesome. No one got hurt. It, it was it was a minor accident, but that's and he really appreciates it. It sits on his dashboard still. That is a very thoughtful oh, that's, gift. That's so cool, Ryan. I'm yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, okay, so we will move on to my fourth pick, and we'll talk a little bit more about travel, maybe by car, maybe by plane, but. Uh, my question is, what is your favorite place that you have visited? Mm. Yeah. And I can I can lead off here and let you guys think about it a little bit. But uh, seven or eight years ago, um, I think I think it was eight years ago. I think it was 2012. I went to uh, Paris for a week, which was my first time in Europe. And that was really cool. But uh, on the way back. I had uh, like a 12 hour layover in Iceland and like half of their oh, tourism <laughs> comes from people who have layovers traveling back and forth between <laughs> the U S and Europe. And so they have these like bus tours where you can just hop on a bus. They'll take you to a destination for like eight hours. You get to hang out and then you go back and it drops you back off at the airport. And I had the choice between going to Reykjavik, which is the capital of Iceland. Uh, they're, like one major city or uh, this place called the blue lagoon hot springs. And you could look up a picture of this. You could Google it and it just looks like something you see on a postcard. It's yeah, absurd. It's incredible. Yeah. So, 
So that's what I chose. I went there and it was the coolest thing. They they scan you in at the beginning and give you like a wristband that has your credit card info on it so you can store everything in a locker. And then like while you're swimming in the lagoon, they have like bars and you can just like doggy paddle up to the bar and buy yourself like a beer or wine or a drink and just like sip it while you're sitting in this massive hot tub. And it was just like, yeah. And there's like ice all around you. It's just the most one of the most magical places I've ever been in my life. Sorry, Disney. But. Oh my god, that's beautiful! <laughs> yeah, no, th- th- my my uh, jealousy is in shambles right now because I've <laughs> always wanted to go to Iceland. No, no, like for the last ten years, yeah. it's been like on my list of vacation things to do in the summer. You yeah. know, like yeah, uh, I would Italy, love to go back. Yeah, specifically that it looks unbelievably yeah. gorgeous. Uh, all right, so who else is ready? Who's got their favorite place? Uh, I I have all my right, favorite place. Hear. Uh, I have not been to as many places. I have been out of the U.S. once to Canada, and this is part of that trip when we went to Niagara mm. Falls. Um, my family spent a weekend at Niagara Falls. We did the Maid of the Mist tour, so you go down in like a little tugboat into the, uh, the pool of water at the base of the falls. We Did, did you wear uh, a poncho? Where yes. Jim and Pam got, got married. Yeah. They also have... Um, uh, like wood docks, you can walk behind the falls in into the cliffs. We we did that as well. We went over to Canada. I was uh, going to say, are you on the American side of Niagara Falls or the Canadian side? We did both, mostly the American side. We just went over to Canada for a day, so that, that was back gotcha. before uh, September 11th, and uh, you didn't need a passport to go over. You could just get like a day card. Huh. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. So we just went over and had lunch and explored for a few hours and came back. Which side? I know one of the sides right. is considered like the better side. I I don't remember which one it is though. Do you remember which one was more impressive, Ryan? Um I think we spent more time on the American side, so I would probably say the yeah. American side, but it's also been about 20 years since yeah. that's happened. Yeah. So <laughs> I I actually went and did this last summer, not uh, like, oh. you know, 2019 summer, uh but I did the Canadian side mm-hmm. uh, only cuz we were going up to Toronto anyway as like a friend road trip type thing. Um, so we were in Canada, so I, I can't speak for the American side. We really just passed through it, but it, it is amazing. Like I expected it to be touristy, like, oh, it's, you know, I've seen the pictures <laughs> and my jaw was agape at like the majesty of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's an excellent choice because it is, it is an absolutely gorgeous mm. place. Yeah. Is that the trip you talked about on the chat roulette episode of 99? Yeah, <laughs> trip up to Toronto, which I, I adored. So. Yeah, I, I can I could gush for hours about that whole trip, but I won't. Well, then what <laughs> uh, what trip do you want to gush about? Uh, despite that one being phenomenal, uh, and yeah, the, the um, Niagara Falls part being uh, extra great, um, I had like a perfect vacation in Maine. Um, which is not too, too far, but like everything about it happened perfectly. Like, uh, it was, it was just me and my girlfriend at the time. And like, I was working, uh, bartending at the time. So like I saved up for like three or four months just to be like, I want this to be the best long weekend possible. And it was only like three days. It was only like Friday to Sunday, but like even the drive up took less time than was expected. I'm not saying I'm a great driver, but I'm just saying, um, 
and like all the food was unbelievable all the hotels were unbelievable like i booked massage things that were so great the hotel room was like overlooking the water it was like this bread and uh, bread and breakfast <laughs> bed and breakfast uh that like overlooked like the rocky shores of maine and was right out onto the water it was like everything couldn't have been more perfect the whole weekend and it was like the perfect little three days like if it was five days like it would have rained and ruined something or i would have stubbed my toe <laughs> or like something bad would have happened but for like three days it was perfect so like it in my mind i want to go back to maine but at the same time i have this perfect memory <laughs> of it embossed in my brain and i i kind of don't want to mess it up um so yeah it's it's maine that was such a great little awesome. trip i, I, right. I adored it a gunkwit maine if anyone's oh, looking a up gunkwit, it's a little yeah. small town right on the water I've, a gunkwit, mm-hmm. maine, I've been to to both of these places so far i've done niagara and i have uh been to a gunkwit before yeah it is it is a nice I, little nice. town uh I've been to a gunquit. My uh, my grandfather used to own property Excellent. up there. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, Travis. Oh, and the lobster. Oh, my God. The lobster. <laughs> oh, Travis, what's your favorite place you visited? Uh, I'm going to go. Sorry. I'm going to go in a little bit different direction here and uh, t- talk about a place that I actually go all the time, uh, oh, nice. uh, okay. which is Crescent Bar. Uh, it's over on the east side of Washington. Uh, it's in the Columbia River Gorge. Uh, there's a little inlet uh, off of the the Columbia River that uh, forms an island. Uh, that um, <clears throat> there's a mobile home park on, basically, uh, and uh, it's a, a lot of people like live there full time, but a lot of people ha- like go there as a vacation place on the weekends. Um, but my grandparents, uh, had one of the first places out there, uh, and I grew up going out there all the time and it's one of the most relaxing like places that I've, it is the most relaxing place I've ever been. Like, uh, at this point in life, I just like pop my daughter and my wife on the golf cart and we drive around and wave to people, you know, we see the same people there all the time, uh, swim in the river you know and and just generally have a great chill time and my parents are uh have their retirement house there now too so i'm gonna be excellent yeah going there for a long time so my daughter gets to grow up with that experience as well and uh yeah yeah Yeah. that's awesome man um, all right, that brings us to the end of round four. Ryan has his last two questions, and we're pushing the two-hour mark, so um, we'll we'll try to start picking this up a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe we'll just go three hours. Why not? I hope you're all ready. <laughs> yes. Name of a friend you don't keep in oh. contact with, but regret it. The realest question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it was going to get asked. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm ready I for this. That and I was like, I really hope that this doesn't get asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, All right. Go ahead, with this question for a little bit. I'm prepared for it. Um, Shamar, I, I'm, I'm really sorry we don't talk anymore, um, but I'm, I'm glad to see the little bit of your life I do through Facebook and I'm glad to see you're doing well. Love it. That's lovely. Um, I've got a, a, 
guy I was really close with for, for college. Uh, we were roommates for one year. And like the Beatles, we uh, we let ourselves get split up over a girl. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's He started dating this gal when I was a sophomore. He was a junior who just she and I were like oil and water. And so we had roomed together that year and then decided not to room together the following year. But we were still very close. We still hung out all the time. Um, but since college, like I went out to see him years later for uh, when he got married. Uh, that was actually when I went to Niagara Falls to a, a different woman, a much nicer <laughs> woman. <laughs> um but I, I'll text him like maybe once a year we'll hear from each other. Um, and I wish that I wish that we stayed in touch more. Uh, his name's Adam, Adam Smith, uh, like The Economist. And uh, just, uh, yeah, one of the best people I know. Uh, and, and I wish that we were still uh, more in touch. So. Damn. You. <laughs> See? It's the realest question. We knew it was going to get real. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bob, yeah, Bob. Get real. Yeah, oh, you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drew, I'll give his name. Drew Viez. Uh, we were like, I think he was like my best friend until like sixth grade. And I know, like, oh, your kids. Like, how much can you really know him? I don't know. I, I was super cool with him, and he was very nice. But then my my school system did this very silly thing. Still does, I think. Um, that they have. They, there's a lot of people in, in my. Uh, city of, of uh, New Jersey um, and they have two middle schools they s- split but based on like what half of the city you're in you go to one middle school or the other and then high school is all back together again so like sixth seventh and eighth grade we went to totally separate schools and I just kind of lost touch uh, and then by high school he had his own f- like group of friends and I kind of had my own and so we we never had a falling out but we were just like hey you know I'll see you and then we just didn't see each other. But then I saw him again at my 10-year high school reunion like two years ago or so. And it was like it was like neither one of us had aged a day. Like he was like, How's your sister? <laughs> how's this? How's oh my gosh, how's and we were just like we hung around each other for like I think literally an hour, like just talking each other's ears off. Um and then as soon as that was done, we were both like, Yeah, we gotta we gotta hang out. And then again, nothing. But yeah, true. Ah, Great yeah. guy, and I would love to, you know, hang out once the world's on the pandemic. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, uh, Travis. Um, so I got I got two, uh, Zach and and Than. I both like super close friends from high school that were friends long past high school, uh, and like helped me through a lot of really hard times. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Travis, Travis, we, we talked about this. Thanatos is a character in a video yeah. game. No, uh, Nathaniel. Uh, Dan. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. This is. Uh, and like live together with, with like both of them, uh, you know, and uh, uh, just I have been the problem of not staying in contact and uh that sucks and uh i'm sorry yeah, yeah. way to bring the show down ryan <laughs> what i do <laughs> you say... well, i still have one pick all right 
You do. All right. So what is it? What is it? Bring us back up. Please tell us the last time you cried. (laughs) (laughs) Really bring the mood up. Wait, it's not his turn to pick. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, Ryan's turn. Uh, top of it's still Ryan. Yeah, it's Ryan's last choice. Oh, it is. This is a very uh, personal pick. I think I've talked with you about this before, Bob. Uh, least favorite state. Wait. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. God. I, is it because your answer is New Jersey? Ryan? Surprisingly, <laughs> as much as much crap as I give New Jersey, no. Aha. Uh-huh. And fair enough. So, what is your the, the reason state, this one's buddy? so personal for me is I'm just waiting for someone to have the right answer. The worst state is Connecticut. I know because I live in it. <laughs> Uh, Joe Rogan has this bit about Connecticut that it is just a highway between New York and Boston that someone decided to put houses on and tax the out of, and he could not be more correct. This state sucks. It's I cannot wait to leave here. Well, New Jersey's got its uh, open arms. Wait, <laughs> they have Bon Jovi yeah. there. Uh, Specifically, it's, it's, our uh, billboards Dave say. Chip- it, it's Dave say, Chappelle as Rick James Bonjour? beckoning you in. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's just that gif over and over. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh, honestly, sorry, Bob. <laughs> New Jersey this might a, be my this answer. Hit on me. Uh, this was a, the, the fix was in yeah. shambles. We used to. <laughs> Um, we used to do a lot of driving, uh, road trips between, uh, Massachusetts and Virginia where I had relatives that lived. And I just remember like anytime we got to New Jersey and I'm, I'm sorry because I know it's not the entire state, but there's a couple of places along that route where, oof, you don't want to roll down the windows. There's there's about a 10 mile patch on the turnpike that smells very bad, but and it gets a bad reputation. Yeah. The whole state gets a bad reputation because of that one <laughs> stretch on the turnpike. That's that's my impression of New Jersey because that's yeah because you're not in New Jersey very long on that drive. But what you are, it's very a combination smelly. Of, of swampland and factories <laughs> that is not great. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so so that's always made New Jersey uh, a little tough for me. That and that's it's it's you know very much a, a joking pick because I don't I don't really have anything against any states i'm not a huge connecticut fan but i do not hate it with the passion that ryan does i just don't like i don't like how many of their sports fans go to new york teams uh especially when you know we've got the new england patriots but half of them are giants fans we border new york what can i say and and i live in an area where it's a little bit more new york fans than than uh rest of new england sports fans so like i was one of the minority kids in the baseball team uh war going on in 2004 (laughs) (laughs) yes excellent um bob you live in new jersey what is your least favorite state new jersey it's perfect in every way (laughs) it's got all the red robots you could possibly win Um, uh, i mean again i don't i don't outright hate any state i don't want to come off with that but i think it's it's it might be florida it's (laughs) oh god i mean how can you hate those headlines so it's it's either yeah. I, I've noticed this if you it, it's become a meme at this point, but any insane headline you've ever heard in your life comes from one of two places: it's Long Island or it's Florida. <laughs> Look it up next to every time. The, uh, it, is the, it is the case. Yeah, there's a subreddit. There was a game. Yeah. 
there was yeah there was a game going around on facebook for a while that was literally just google your birthday and florida (laughs) (laughs) to see which florida man are you uh yeah yeah, it, it, <laughs> we could we could do that after the show, but uh, yeah, it's it's, um, it's insanely hot, or it's downpouring yeah. rain. It's one of the two. You, yeah. There's no other weather. Uh, <laughs> and I will. So I lived in Florida for four or five years, and I will defend that from like October to April, the weather is actually quite pleasant in most of Florida. Um, the summers are brutal though, and the rain is ridiculous. So I, most of my time spent there apart from the four years I lived there was definitely like within the Disney bubble. So I do not have the hate for Florida that a lot of folks do in terms of it being like the crazy uncle of (laughs) of the United States. Um, but I did experience some of that when I lived in, in Gainesville for, for a while. It is, it is pretty ridiculous down there. And that's the thing I've been, I've been to Disney. I very much enjoyed it. I, I, I did like it a lot, but, um, yeah. you know, most of my other dealings with it have been, uh, not shining examples. So no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, Travis, what is your least favorite? I, state? I got nothing for this. Honestly, I haven't been to that many States. Uh, I've been to like Oregon, California, Idaho, uh, and Minnesota. And that's like it. <laughs> So I'm not a rabid <laughs> sports fan, fan or anything. I mean, yeah. What's your uh, what's your least favorite region of Washington, Western or Eastern Washington? Uh, I hate the Yankees, so I could go with New York. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll go with New York. Um, I was trying to get Travis to talk about Spokane. Um, I love the East Side, though. <laughs> like I. I, I would that's true that's where crescent bar is <laughs> yeah, right so. so yeah um okay so we will keep going here second pick in round five i am gonna ask you guys this was almost my first pick and then i i didn't want to pick another fight question i think this is maybe what you guys thought i was going to take in the mm-hmm. first round you are standing in a wrestling <laughs> ring <laughs> and a wave of nine-year-olds a random mix of boys and girls are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds can you beat in this fight? So I, I think my thing with this question that people don't think enough about is the height of a nine-year-old is yeah. perfect for a hefty kick to the head. I uh, was just about to Google like, average height of a nine-year-old, and then I really got panicked about my search history. Uh, that's pretty, yeah. But I, um, you could kick... Like, you could take nine-year-olds <laughs> down with strong kicks for a while. Yeah. So I'm going to go yeah. with uh, Lucky 13. I think I could take 13 nine-year-olds before they could, like, enough of them could collect themselves to drag me down. Gosh. See, I I babysat uh, a lot when I was in, like, high school and college. Um, kids that were, like, in this age range. And it involved a lot of like play wrestling. And I honestly think like with the with the animal question, I feel like people are underestimating how much destruction they could rain down on a group of nine year olds. Like I feel like I could probably get up into like the upper 20s, lower 30s before I would. I think what would get me wouldn't be getting overwhelmed by the numbers. I think it would just eventually I'd get exhausted. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Do ring outs. Like, if you get them out of the ring for a certain amount of time, are they out of the fight? 
Uh, uh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say you can throw them out of the ring, but they're not eliminated until there is a knockout of some sort. So you can, you can like, so if you think you could take on twenty and then like juke ten to the side and throw them out of the ring, okie doke them if you will. And, <laughs> yes, and you we need an okie dokie. <laughs> Uh, and you know take on 10 and then the other 10 will come at you like that's a fair strategy but yeah they're not going to be it's not royal rumble style where they're eliminated by going over the you know going out i mean but if you throw a nine-year-old over the top rope that's what i'm thinking they're they're not gonna they gotta learn how to take a bump they gotta learn somehow yeah Yeah. uh bob how many nine-year-olds can you beat up (laughs) this is this is a tough one i i think Listen, if you didn't want me to ask, you shouldn't have put it on your list. <laughs> Fair point. By the way, quick quick behind the scenes of it. It's called the Ron Bennington because I always say right. off a famous radio personality, at least in the New York area, he uh, actually he had a, flo- a show out of Florida as well. He's a he's a big radio guy. He had the Ron and Fez show, which was like kind of like a shock jockey type show back in the day um that i was again a huge fan of and uh, now is doing the bennington show with his daughter actually um gail bennington oh, nice. uh, on the uh, sirius xm and uh he's he's one of my like idols in radio i think he he does everything so perfectly and he has such a troubled past but he's kind of like gotten past it all uh <laughs> to the point where like he's doing a show with his daughter and then his daughter had a daughter and like you can hear her like in the background of different shows like they'll bring the baby into the studio it's it's just uh, very cute but very funny um and this was kind of what they got famous for asking back in like i don't know 1999 or something um but long roundabout way of me saying 20 uh i (laughs) i i think i think 20 is about where like i would you know it would be a tough battle, but I could do it. Anything more than that, <laughs> and I don't think I could do it. Um, yeah. But Travis brings up an excellent point. They're 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 perfectly kickable. Um, they're 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 tossable. <laughs> they you know they they. Uh, I I think the the aspect of mental warfare is not brought up nearly enough with this question. Like Ooh. you could just insult them mm. to the point where like nine year olds yeah. is going to start bawling. And then at that point, you're you got a yeah. wide opening to take your shot. Wow. Uh, so lots of options here. I'm just so your strategy, Bob, is to insult the children, just, you know, and then beat the crap. So sometimes them. you got to pull a Chris Redfield and kick him in the balls. <laughs> Not against it. Um, so so if you say, let me ask this: uh, if you say twenty, are you starting in the ring with twenty kids, or are they coming out? Royal Rumble style, like every ninety seconds, a new no, kid if, comes oh, out. If it was that, the between. number would be way higher. Yeah, what's the timing between? It, it is one single solitary wave of X okay. number of children. So, okay. so you're standing oh, in a ring, okay. buzzer goes off, and X number of children okay. come at you. Ah, yeah, <laughs> ready to run. I still think they'd have to stagger a little bit getting into yes. the ring. So, I still think I could probably take. Probably, you yeah, have, I'd say 20 is a really solid number. I'll lower my number a little bit. I'll go to 20. Do you have to let them think, into yeah. the ring, or can you start kicking them before they get in? 
Bell Spawn has killing? rung. Oh, that's a good Bell question. Bell has rung, Travis. Bell has you rung, can do whatever bro. you need to. Okay, I don't know anything about wrestling. Okay. <laughs> no, you can. Wow. It's, it's all fair game. If you can game. kick them before they get up, I mean, think Absolutely. about how many zombies you take out when they're trying to get in through the window. You know what I mean? Like that. I'm ooh, waiting for that, I'm, I'm that Call of Duty zombies mode with nine-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, that's play the, Phasmophobia, get you little baby okay. ghosts. <laughs> All right, so to, so to recap, Bob and I are at twenty. Uh, Ryan, how um, many are you thinking? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my head in for twenty five. Whoa! Oh, that's what I just okay. raised mine to. So, yeah. All right. whoa! All right, so Ryan and Travis right. at twenty five. Wow. Who's finding us ninety nine year olds? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent quick math. I could not have do the, done that that fast, but yeah. I, I, B, that's another thing brand. to not put in your Google search. <laughs> yes, very much so. I, I was oh, going to say, C, Bob and Brian need to up their answers to 22 each so that it's 99. <laughs> 99, 99 nine-year-olds. <laughs> See? Oh, God. I, I would All right. 25 is like barely too much. That's five per limb and then five for torso and head also. Like, yeah. That's that's getting where they're gonna they they might be able to win. Bring it, they're nine. I've got three yeah. feet on them. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, the goal is to make it a, a interesting fight, right? Like you should barely yeah. be winning. I want to. Should be Rocky so. two. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I'm. I, or Rocky three. You ain't so bad. <laughs> I kicked fifteen of them before they even made it into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Bob. Let's get back on track uh, here. You've got the next to last question oh, here, man. number nineteen. Um, what the, the the weight of the world on my shoulders here? Um, and that scene in Jurassic Park was cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with. so tough all right i I, i'm gonna go this one because i don't think we've really touched on it um that much at least um what's a restaurant you would recommend and i i instantly have my answer to to give you guys a second to to talk about it yeah yeah, this is what i gushed about in the chat roulette episode (laughs) and probably several more because i i (laughs) <laughs> I, I cannot overstress how great this place is. If you are in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, go to Hanmoto, H-A-N-M-O-T-O. It is th- the beyond hole in the wall. It is a secret restaurant, like to the point where the only reason we knew about it is because we were in an Airbnb around the corner from this little divey bar that was actually like harry potter themed it was actually very good like the Uh the entire interior was like themed to it and the drinks were kind of based off of different um harry potter you know uh, drinks and potions and whatnot it was it was very it was very fun um but we asked that uh bartender like hey what do you recommend like we're here for like five days what do you recommend and she was like top of the list she wrote down like seven or eight places in and around toronto but she was like first without hesitation Hanmoto right here this go there um and it was only a couple doors down a couple blocks down from her and literally they have no sign they they are just a metal door on i don't even know if they have windows uh all they are a metal door on like a concrete <laughs> side of a building of like a strip mall where there's a bunch of other buildings 
and they have a small red light above the door. And if the red light is on, that means they're open. Um, they have three tables, I believe, in the entire restaurant. Each of them holding about four to six people. Um, they do take out, but not with everything, only with things that hold up well. I think they might have amended that slightly during the pandemic uh, so they could stay open. Right. And uh, makes sense. <laughs> it was a, it literally moved one of the people that we went with to tears while they were eating this food. Now, granted, maybe they oh were God. just very hungry and it was a long day of walking around and, you know, seeing the sights and, and they needed a dinner. But like I was close. It was so unbelievable. We got just about everything on the menu and split it. Uh, like five ways which is how they recommend it and there were uh, this salmon dish that was like salmon that was still raw but tinged with this smoky flavor and they gave you seaweed that they like hand roasted and and a little bit of a sauce that you put on top of it so you'd like scoop out these cubes of salmon onto the the seaweed uh that was like a little bit crispy and a little bit smoky and you put this sauce on top and it was just the most magical thing I've ever had. They have dino wings, which are chicken wings, but then they take out the bones of the flat part of the wing and then stuff it with a dumpling filling and then suture it back up at the top and fry it. So you're getting a wing and a dumpling in the exact same bite. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they, it is beyond words how amazing this restaurant is. They're like The whole thing is... Uh, very dark with like this green tint to the entire restaurant and plays nothing but Wu-Tang Clan music the entire time. It is the greatest experience I've ever had in a restaurant and I could not recommend it higher. <laughs> Han Moto in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Please, someone else in the world go to this so I can rave about it with them because it's my favorite <laughs> place on earth and I've considered going back to Canada only to get food from there again. Uh, I adore awesome. it. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, I don't have nearly as much to say about mine, <laughs> but, uh, while I lived in Florida, um, my favorite place to go. And anytime my parents came to visit me there, uh, before they had moved down, they would always request that we go there. Uh, it was just like a breakfast place is open for breakfast and lunch called the flying biscuit. And of course known for their biscuits. Uh, they did this really amazing, uh, like apple honey butter that you could get slathered on them. And we would go and have breakfast, which was great. But then we would end up just buying like two dozen biscuits to bring back and have at the house for the week. And we just warm them up over the course of the week to have with pretty much every meal. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner is a lot of, uh, a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, the best biscuit I've ever had in my life. Flying biscuit in Gainesville, Florida. It's excellent. So that's mine. Uh, Ryan, you uh, got one? Or sorry, Travis sounded like he was. Uh, okay. Uh, so mine is uh, Allie and I really like uh, burgers. We like trying burgers from a lot of different places, but our favorite place is this place that's on the way out to Ocean Shores, which is uh, out of the ocean here in Washington. It's called the Grizzly Den. And the one thing. You'll find I find when trying burgers places is places a lot of times places with really good burgers don't have really good fries. So yes. this place has like incredible burgers and just as good fries. Uh, they also do campfire sauce, which is barbecue sauce and mayo. 
So it's like fry sauce, but barbecue sauce instead of ketchup. Um, you also get it at a Red Robin if you've ever had their fry sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis is the Grizzly Den in Hoquiam. Yes. Tra- Travis's road to Ocean Shores goes right past my house. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look this place up so I can go try it out. <laughs> it's uh, uh, when my wife was pregnant, she could not eat very much most of the time. Uh, we went out there when she was like seven and a half months. She gave birth at eight months and uh, uh, she was able to eat her entire meal and all her fries. Uh, like that's that's how good that. And we have we have driven the like hour and a half to get there and turned around and like not gone all the way to the ocean. Like we've driven out there just to get that burger and they had key lime pie <laughs> ice cream one time. Ooh. Ooh. I love everything about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very good. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to check that out at some point. Hoquiam is a little bit closer for me, so um and Ryan. Uh well, got? real quick, Jay, if you ever come to Connecticut, I've got a burger joint for you. But my real answer, uh thank you Brian for making me think of breakfast. Uh so as someone yes. who also grew up in New England, you can probably attest that finding good biscuits and good white sausage gravy is near mm. impossible. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't do it up there like they do no, it no, in no, the no. south. And I <laughs> love that kind of cooking. Um, there is a local joint near me in Old Saybrook called the Tea Kettle. Uh, the owner moved up here from Tennessee, and he makes the biscuits fresh every morning, and he makes the gravy fresh every day. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's, I want one right now, actually. Damn it. This is just going to get me hungry. What's So let me invoke a, a Bob Mule ground rule. Uh, what is the best meal of the day for you guys? Do you think breakfast, lunch, or dinner? What's your favorite meal? Uh, breakfast. If, I, breakfast. If, I'm, if, I, if I'm going out, breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm going all out, like the ideal meal i think it's breakfast for me too but generally i would say like dinner because i usually just skip breakfast if i'm not doing something fancy for it yeah that's the thing breakfast good breakfast so good but like i i kind of agree (laughs) with you like on on the worst of the worst like breakfast is the worst because it's like i'm just having oatmeal or like (laughs) yeah like which is so boring (laughs) but then at its best Man, breakfast is so like shrimp and grits or yeah. like a good chicken oh, and waffles. Oh, yeah, I'm a sucker. Just give me grits, man. I was also the I was waffling between uh, the Grizzly Den and this place called the Kettle. That we just get this giant scramble that's just eggs, uh, potatoes, bacon, and onions. And a bunch Ooh, of like cool. a ton of cheddar cheese on top. That's all you need. And That's all you need. we we yeah. split one. <laughs> we bring it home, and I have some for lunch, and then we share the rest for dinner. Like, it, it, and it comes with fresh made muffins. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Where is that uh, one? Enum, then? Enum I'm Claw. just taking notes. Enum Claw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And with that, Travis, you're going to finish us off here with the final question. We'll see if we can keep this episode under okay. three hours. What do you got Bob, for us? I got it. I keep trying to find it. And I swear you had a question that was like, what's your most prized possession or something like that? Uh, 19, because it was Nin- very close to being my last question here that I drafted. Oh, 19. there it is. Okay. 
Yep. What's your prized possession? Okay. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just start. Um, you know, I have a wife, daughter and dog that, uh, take precedence obviously, but, uh, my, my favorite band is animal collective. And, uh, I have a poster that I had signed by them when I went to see their uh, visual album that they toured uh, around to like movie theaters. Um, I wasn't able, I, I, I got to shake their hands, but I wasn't able to ask them for the autographs because I was, um, I was tripping pretty, pretty hard. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so I had to ask my girlfriend at the time to get the autographs, but uh, she got them and, uh, I, it was another thing that I made sure to grab before we, uh, bugged out. Um, because it's like, it's, it's, a it's, I, I, I really, uh, I like looking at it. I, I, it is a really strong, like good memory for me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, when Travis said the, the wife, the daughter, like takes precedence in my head. I was thinking of the the scene in Anchorman where Ron Burgundy is laying down the rules of their the street fight, and he says, "Well, no touching of the hair or face," <laughs> and <laughs> so, everyone yeah, just agrees yeah, instantly. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the yeah family family is the most prized possession. Yeah. Um, Not that for they're me possessions of... at all, but <laughs> right, you know. right, yeah. Right. Uh, in terms of material possessions for me, it's um, when I graduated high school and then when I graduated college, um, my graduation gifts from my parents were uh, a script from my favorite TV show and my favorite movie that are autographed by the cast. Um, so I have, I'm looking at them right now. I have season one, episode three of <gasps> Lost, uh, The White <gasps> Rabbit, which is... Signed by the entire main no, cast. Of I the am show. a huge Lost fan. I am oh, shambles. It's... Shambles. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite show. My favorite TV show. I even love the ending, man. 100%. I'll defend it. <laughs> if, if, yes. Yes. I love the ending. Uh, we'll okay, talk. Okay. We'll this talk. is a whole different um, episode. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other one. Uh, the other one is, uh, and this is the number one most prized, is a script of The Shining oh, that is God. signed by. Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall, but also Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King. How and did they get... like, I don't know how they got Stephen King to wow. sign this thing because he hates that movie, but it's on there. It's got a certificate. So <laughs> it's hanging on my wall. And it's, yeah, it's, it's my favorite thing. I, I got like these special uh, shadow box frames at uh, Ikea to mount them in and they're hanging up on the wall in my uh, media room. So those are my most prized I'll possessions. I'll trade you for either of those because <laughs> those are so good. That a bevy of nine-year-olds. <laughs> I, I, I both so... love The Shining and Lost a, a ton. Yes. So I am insanely jealous yeah. of those. That's we we went and saw The Shining last night. Actually, they're showing it in theaters for the 40th anniversary oh, um, here. So we went and saw it last night in the movie theater, which was incredible. So yeah. Yeah. What about you, Bob? What's your most prized I wish possession? Wish they were those. I, mine are good. Um, I'll take pictures oh for you. Oh my god, that's so good. I mean, uh, I'm looking around at like things I have on the wall. 
I was just looking around too, Bob. Honestly, I, I'm I'm kind of lucky to have a bunch of stuff that I I really do really much very much like. Uh, some of it I actually got from, and maybe this is a, a plug from like uh, Game Informer. Uh, they do Extra Life, a charity stream every yes, year where they yeah. uh, kind of give away um, rare memorabilia or framed things or they, you know whatever they, au- they auction off yes they are yes i should specify yeah. they, they they auction off to the highest donors um to, to you know different memorabilia and stuff like that so like i have a a, a hand-painted animation cell from cuphead which is one of my favorite games oh, wow. it's like an actual painted cell that they used you know for it, it's from Cuphead yeah. and Mugman from the opening title screen where they're like back to back hands on the hips. Like that's hung <laughs> up on my wall, which is so cool. That's incredible. Um, I yeah. have a signed map from facilities of Goldeneye signed by David Doak and one of the designers from Rare. Um, it's like a like a wow. you know pre-production map that they just sketched out on yeah. paper. Um, and that's who they named Dr. Doak from that level after the guy, mm-hmm. David, Doak just from, like from the, oh, wow. the, uh, club was named after Ken Lobb. Ken Lobb. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. Mm. Um, so I got those, I have a assigned Mr. Sacco, which is Mick Foley, the wrestler I mentioned at the quote question. <laughs> I have a signed one from Mick Foley, which is, uh, so I saw him at a comedy show one time and I, uh, like he was doing the comedy. Uh, I didn't just see him in the crowd, but I think, like just looking around the the one that holds up my favorite movie of all time is young Frankenstein. Um, and this year actually I got, uh, I, I was just like so bummed out during the pandemic. I was like, I want just something to refill my soul. And so I, I went online <laughs> and I wanted something that was both Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks signed, but it was like five yes. grand or something insane, especially since Gene oh, Wilder's passed God. away. So it was like, is so impossible to get, but I found one and I, right. I actually went back and forth, like, you know, best offer, like haggling with the guy and I got it and I, I adore it. And I really do think it's my number one right now. It's a signed script from young Frankenstein signed by Mel Brooks. Who's like one of my favorite people really. Um, yeah, yeah that's pretty, I, I'm excellent. looking at it right this very second. Like it's above my desk, uh, sitting at home <laughs> and it's, it's, it, it, it's perfect it's perfect like i i adore that man i adore that movie and uh that has to be it and that was called uh young frankenstein right <laughs> q thunderbolt <laughs> sound effects uh yeah even uh, a couple uh, of years ago yeah. they did that movie you know reissuing in theaters and it was young frankenstein right. with a forward by mel brooks like current modern day mel brooks <laughs> like old man mel brooks and it was yeah. like me sitting in a packed theater laughing at every line because I knew this thing word for word. Uh, and I just, I'm like a giddy child sitting in the theater. I love, <laughs> love, love, love everything about it. So that yeah, that's it. I, I remember watching that as a kid and the, the putting on the Ritz scene in oh. stitches every time. Uh, it's so the, good. The scene with the blind man for me. Oh yeah. Gene Hackman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who, yeah. When he Cause... pours the soup and the eyes cross and like, I, I love when Gene Wilder's in the room with the monster and he's like, under no circumstances, never let me out of here. And then they close the door and he goes face to face with the monster and he doesn't even do anything. But Gene Wilder just slowly turns around and gets up real close to the door and goes, let me out. <laughs> <laughs> like he realizes the mistake he made. And, oh, <laughs> stitches. Oh, Every goodness. time I'll, I'll cry laughing at yeah. the movie. Uh, Ryan, uh, do you have an answer for this one? Most prized. Uh, I've got a few. Uh, I've, I'm a little bit of a watch collector, so I've got a, a Seiko SKX 009, 
which is uh, kind of everybody's first diver watch that was discontinued a few years back. So I now have a Ooh. everyday growing in rarity, great condition watch uh, that is still really sought nice. after in the collector's community. Uh, Do you go diving? Is that nope? I just like nice watches. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah. Totally fair. That mean, I mean, that means it's like in mint condition compared to most of them. Probably. Yeah. yeah right? This thing, it, it doesn't, it gets worn like maybe once a week and never to work. Uh, the rest of the time it just sits yeah. in an automatic watch winder so that, because it's a, it's an automatic watch and a battery operates. So it has to rotate to stay wound so that it keeps ticking. It's not good for them to not be moving. Um, oh man. Okay. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It puts undue pressure on the gears internally. Uh, hmm. I have a collection of uh, so there's a band I've been following for not since their inception, but quite some time called Ninja Sex Party. Uh, they're <laughs> they're one of my comedy bands that I like a lot. And uh, a few years back, they finally released physical copies uh, along with their third album. And they were signing all the physical copies of the third album. So I have a signed copy of the third album and the first ever physical release of the first two albums and and a custom poster that they made like 500 of. Uh, that's just Ninja Sex Party, the movie that's totally not happening. <laughs> that's really good um so uh, the signed cool. cd is probably my number one yeah i very i'll cool. throw one more out there uh i have uh the uh, vinyl of metroid uh metroid 2 and super metroid on two uh vinyls with cover art based off of melancholy and infinite sadness and a, a rear cover based off of nico uh the velvet underground and nico uh and it was my white whale vinyl for a long time and wow. uh I, it was uh one thing that i another thing that i threw in the uh sentimental bin to, to take what is out. the can you take a picture of that or, or what's yeah, yeah, I'm a I huge have, Velvet Underground fan. I, I'm just curious what it looks like with the Oh, Metroid it's uh so it has a sticker and everything, but it's the morph ball. Uh, oh, of course. Of the banana. Um, <laughs> That's and crazy. I have not peeled the sticker is not peeled. I haven't peeled it. No, you got to leave um, it. Um but yeah, uh we'll have to yeah. talk about that because that album is incredible. <laughs> wow. Uh the I Velvet Underground and Nico to be clear. Correct. Awesome. All right, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the draft. Uh, this episode's just about over. Our conversation doesn't end here. Once you finish listening, head on over to our Discord, which we will link in the show notes. We want to hear uh, your answers to our questions that we picked out tonight. Give us your predictions uh, for next episode's number one. We're not going to do voting this week because uh, next week we're actually going to have not one, not two, but three guests on the show as we will each be joined by our lovely partners for a Halloween extravaganza episode. We're going to be doing a six person draft of the scariest movies ever made. Um, and we're going to be throwing in a giveaway on top of that. We're super excited for next week. It's going to be dare I say, maybe even bigger than this episode, <laughs> which is already uh, by far our biggest. So, um, and on top of that, I'm told I'm not eligible to win that giveaway, Ryan. So uh, <laughs> finally, <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is uh, vote to enter. We'll give you more details about that next week. Uh, before we leave, uh, Bob, uh, would you like to plug your show for us one I more time? I would love to. Well, first off, I uh, want to thank you guys for having me. Really, this was tremendously oh. fun. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. We want to thank you for, for agreeing and for letting us, you know, poach your your podcast uh, topics. No, I, I, I to love use this. for our show. I, I so. really do. Yeah. Um, uh, and yes, uh, if, if, if there are two things I want to promote, one is uh, join the Draft Punks Discord because it is super fun. Uh, there's constantly oh. games going on <laughs> and... I cannot wait to share all the photos of the things I've been rambling on about for the last two and three quarters hour uh, in that discord. And I want everyone else to put up like their songs <laughs> and possessions and all that stuff. Like this is, uh, you know, it'll be a very cool hub of this episode. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah. and then two. Uh, yeah. If you want to, you know, 99 questions, it's the number 99 uh, <laughs> questions on all the podcast things. Uh, go give it a listen um uh and and you know what for for both of our shows 99 questions and uh draft punks and ask a locksmith uh ryan's fantastic show uh that i i, I also <laughs> listen to religiously every episode um oh. and all of them uh review them it helps the algorithm it only takes a second um go online help us out uh it means a lot and yes. it doesn't take a lot and uh listen i'm gonna i'm gonna guilt we have <laughs> according to I'm going to hand out some analytics here. All right. According to Anchor, our audience is about uh, 110 or so listeners. We have three written reviews sitting on iTunes, and one of them is from Ryan. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He's here with us tonight, which we appreciate, Ryan. But we're telling you guys, like, the number one way to help us get these shows noticed is to uh, leave that, you know, five-star review, but also write a review, especially if you... Uh, love the show and, and just have something nice to say about it. That's that's what bumps it up the charts and gets us more listeners. Yeah, it helps so. tremendously. It's totally free. It'll only take a minute. Um, you know, yeah. just tell them how much you love Han Moto in Toronto, and we'll all, <laughs> we'll all understand what you mean. But uh, that's yes. all I got. Uh, all right, Ryan. What about you? Uh, well, as Bob pointed out, Ask a Locksmith podcast available on basically everywhere you can find the Ninety Nine Questions podcast uh bi-weekly i'm i've I'm been a locksmith for five years we alluded to that a few times and uh I, people send me security questions and i answer them on the show excellent travis uh so i want to you know first of all uh rob who's out tonight his his channel twitch.tv uh raven named rook uh and then i have started streaming hades on twitch at uh j walter weathermen that's multiple weathermen uh and i will be uh doing a 24-hour stream in a couple of weeks here uh of hades uh it should be a good time uh there will be you can make me do random heat uh you know different aspects and weapons and stuff like that with donations and it's for the kids uh it's for the seattle children's hospital in my case well the children yeah yeah excellent uh and as always you can check us out on twitter and twitch at real draft punks we tested out uh hades stream earlier today i got a new webcam so that was very exciting um but like and subscribe, and like Bob said, writing a short review or rating us um, can really help new listeners find the show. So thank you for that. Um, be sure to uh, listen to this one all the way through. It's a long <laughs> one. We apologize. Uh, and next week, uh, we're really excited to have uh, our biggest show yet and to talk about some scary movies for spooky season, you know? So uh, until next week, travelers, be happy, be healthy. 
and most importantly, be kind to each other. so happy i hope we were going to get to those oh my gosh yes i skipped over them to start with because i was just trying to get to the end no, here but yeah i still want to do them so uh I love having cool the little well, i appreciate it, yeah. things at the end I... yeah yeah um so our first uh couple of questions come from actually travis's sister uh caddy <laughs> and the first one is what is an album that you can listen to without skipping a single song Ooh. I already know my answer. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Hawaii part two by miracle musical. (laughs) (laughs) Miracle musical getting a lot of love on this podcast. (laughs) One album and I'm, I've had it. I've had that one album on repeat without skipping a single song for about three days now, because it's the only thing I want to listen to when I hear music. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Travis, you said you had yours too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a ton, like it's, it's a lot of what I look for in, uh, in a band. Um, but I'll go with the, the first one that, that really did that for me. And that's Coheed and Cambria's first album, the second stage turbine blade. Uh, I was a big Coheed fan. Uh, that was, that was one of my first concerts was seeing them. Uh, and yeah, I can still throw that album on to this day, uh, 15 years later, uh, shoot, uh, maybe 20 years later and, uh, still love every second of it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Bob, you got one? 
Uh, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out two because I've been cheating this entire time. So why not? Bob gets two. Um, Gogol Bordello, which is one of my favorite, uh, kind of, I think they're more undergroundish. Uh, G O G O L Bordello, Gogol Bordello. They're a Ukrainian gypsy punk band out of Brooklyn. Um, still the best live concert I've good. ever been to. New oh, Year's they Eve. Put that's, on, just, uh, that's just an amazing sentence, show. though. Yeah. Ukrainian gypsy punk band. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah they, what a string of words. They're the most, they're the most multi, multicultural band I've ever heard of. Like They have two Japanese women on backup vocals. They have a Brazilian guy doing rap lyrics. They have a Ukrainian guy on main guitar and lead vocals. They have like a 70-year-old Polish man on violin. Uh, like it is absolutely all over the place, but it, it's beautiful music. And, and just like Travis was saying, like such a good live show. Um, yeah. I, I can't recommend them highly enough when it's, when, you know, uh, safe to go and do it. Have you ever but, seen uh, the movie wrist cutters? Yeah. Oh, anybody? I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. So this is a fun fact for nobody because I'm sure Bob already knows that uh, <laughs> Eugene, but still worth it. Off of the guy from Coco Portello. So. Yeah. The main, uh, the main singer of that. Uh, yeah. Eugene. Oh gosh. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Lutz or something like that. I'm sorry if I'm, mis- uh, I'm misremembering it, but uh, they have an album. Uh, That's all right. This is the bonus. This is yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's called. They have a lot of albums that are very good, but uh, my favorite is uh, called Pura Vida Conspiracy from like I think it's, it's like 2010, 2011, something like that. Uh, that's hmm. one I can I can run through the whole thing and and not yeah because they get really weird at points and some you know some songs off earlier albums I'm like eh, I don't really care about this is more experimental but. That mm-hmm. one I think they nailed down, uh, and then just a quick second one is Illmatic by Nas. Uh, I love rap. I love early, especially like late '90s, early 2000s rap, and uh, mm-hmm. that is like perfect album. Ten tracks, no features. Um, the the like just like my weekend in Maine, like tight, perfect, contained. That's what Illmatic is. It's like it, it knew exactly what it wanted to be and nailed it a hundred out of hundred. So um, recommend both very highly. Excellent. Mine, uh, I'm, I alluded to it earlier, but uh, the end of the Spider-Verse soundtrack is just like a perfect length for like a nice long workout and I don't have to skip a single thing on the track. Um, and then a weirder one for me, uh, like as a teen, I had a phase where I got really into Paul Simon and he released, nice. released this album called You're the One um, that I had gotten in high school and... I would just like I would put it on when I was going to bed, like on a loop. And I must have listened to that album just like hundreds of times before the CD eventually just started skipping and not working <laughs> anymore. But yeah, I love Paul Simon. Um, my my uh, my second one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Is uh, is uh, the four Animal Collective albums from the mid period. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Uh, Second, yeah, uh, <laughs> Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. All right, enough, enough, <laughs> enough. Second, second listener question, also from Caddy, was uh, what was your best birthday? Holy uh, so mine, I ate a big old weed brownie uh, and went and had a six egg chili omelet. Uh, six egg. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> with with uh, that was served on a bed of hash browns. Uh, if you've ever oh. seen Man versus Food, like the the like he absolutely <laughs> did this place. They have twelve egg omelet as well. Uh, finished oh all the God. hash browns, uh, all the omelet. Ate uh, some of my wife's bacon and some of her French toast. Uh, didn't wow. feel full, uh, and then <laughs> went to went to what was the EMP, which is now like the the Museum of uh, Science Fiction or whatever, and pop right. culture. The Museum of Science Fiction and Pop Culture. Yeah, yeah. by the Space Needler. Uh, and went to yeah, went to the uh, m- uh, Magic of Star Wars costume exhibit. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, my wife uh, like put all that together for me. Like she she goes all out for my birthday. Like like sounds she, like it's right to, up there with the greatest gifts you've ever received. Yeah, tries <laughs> tries to give me experiences like um, yeah all the time and. Uh, that was uh, a really good. Also, I saw a uh, like a, a bag, a leather bag that was uh, had a Chewbacca uh, like um, belt, basically like a shoulder strap. Uh, and uh-huh. I loved it. And uh, this was in March and she got that for me for Christmas <laughs> uh, <laughs> that year as well. She got that's awesome. Bag, so. Yeah, um, mine is probably my 21st um and it's it's kind of lame because 21st you usually go out with your friends to go partying and i went out with my folks because they surprised me for my birthday that year with a an alaska cruise um so we like flew out to seattle um and met another family that we were really good friends with out there and uh we all went on like a seven night cruise in alaska um which was super fun and yeah so that would be mine um i i genuinely try to do i've mentioned it on the show before but i, I try to do a like a theme every year uh right right because i like i remember you talking about this yeah <laughs> i find it fun and it's like just the right level of of obnoxious for to keep on brand for me <laughs> um we're like uh I, i'll pick the same dive bar uh this wonderful wonderful bar in my my town here um and like last year's theme was wacky hats the year before that was any character from a Tom Hanks movie. Uh, year before that was oh, because it's in my birthday's in December, so I made everyone dress up in Hawaiian gear, and we showed up early and dressed the bar in like luau gear and like lays everywhere, um, and like had to trudge through the snow and like and, and put the sunscreen under the eyes and the whole deal. Um, but uh, I think my my favorite one that I can at least remember, because it always ends up just being at that bar. Oh, we did a dinosaur themed one one year. Um, <laughs> but there's too many to count. But my favorite one was one I called the Fancy Pants Ball, which was my, uh, I don't know, 23rd maybe birthday, something like that. Early 20s. Um, and I said, I want everyone to dress up truly as fancy as you possibly can. And then we're going to show up to this dive bar. And so people wore like their old prom dresses. Uh, I was in like a two, like three piece suit vest and top hat. Uh, people brought like <laughs> pipes and like everyone else is in like flannel shirts and, and like sweatpants. And then like 11 of us were in like ball gowns and suits <laughs> taking over this bar. Uh, oh, it's no. it's one of my favorite um, oh. memories. And I have so many good photos of that night of like everyone else confused. And then all of us just having the time of our lives. So uh, I'm going to that's I'm gonna excellent. Sing that. Yeah, 
Ryan, how about you? Uh, I, I have a similar story to Jay's where mm-hmm. there was uh, me and a buddy had some uh, chocolate desserts made with some special mushrooms inside of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went kayaking for about 12 hours. <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't plan to go out for wow. that long, but it wow. just happened. That sounds, that sounds awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> I have in like high definition slow-mo burn into my brain this image of a hawk that we were watching fly between trees for about 20 minutes. It may, maybe it was longer, maybe it was shorter. Who knows? Um, it felt yeah. like 20 minutes. And at one point, he, he found what he was looking for, disappeared under the water, came back up with like an 18 inch fish and just flew off like <laughs> 20 feet away from me. It was amazing. Majestic. Was beautiful. Wow. <laughs> and you're sure that actually happened? Very mostly sure. Yes. Uh, and uh let's see the last listener question this uh, actually came in from our buddy greg griffith um yeah he called it the smithy memorial question (laughs) and uh it says here what's like your deal man but you know what i think we're unfortunately just about out of time so have a good night everyone thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye